Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> And now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Ray. Yeah, we in the house. I hope we are both in the house. We'll find out in a second. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a Saturday night, October the 14th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Jay, are you with us? Jay, I can't hear you if you are with us. Jay, uh started calling in like 30 seconds to go before the show started, which can be problematic when it's under a minute like that. And I can't hear him. So he's going to have to come out and come back in or call in on the phone. I'm not sure how he's going to do that, but I can't hear him at all. I don't know if he can hear me. Uh, So we're going to be slightly held up or delayed at the start of our show. Uh, I don't know how, Better or worse, I'm going to perform tonight because I'm kind of full. Had a nice anniversary dinner with my wife. Uh, Shout out to Stony River Steakhouse in Germantown, Tennessee. Very lovely food as always. And I partook of all of it. The bread pudding, the uh, deviled eggs, the prime rib, all of it. And I am nice and stuffed and ready to go anyway. Uh, Hello? Jay? Hey, there you are. I can hear you. Is this thing on? Uh, I can hear you. Hopefully, the show is picking you up now. So yeah, yeah, you're you're finally here. Yeah, every once in a while, it seems like any of the times uh, when when you come right in right before the bell, it seems like it doesn't want me to connect. So I, I had to try a couple of times, but here I am. You finally got in there. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's how it usually works. We we know any time under a minute when you connect, it, it can be hairy. It can it can it can get cra- uh, tricky yeah. and, and crazy like that. Uh, I don't know how bad I'm going to sound tonight, Jay, because I'm nice and full and. Well, that's uh, good. <laughs> so I what, mean, what, I mean, my... I know, it, first of all, happy anniversary. Um, oh, thank you. That, was that the occasion? Because uh, yeah, it's uh, tomorrow is actually the uh, the 12 year anniversary. A dozen years, and okay. she hasn't killed me yet. Yeah, my wife told me it was today, so I'm gonna have to talk to my no. social secretary. And I mean, she saw us uh, celebrating the uh, the dinner, the anniversary dinner. Oh, okay. So she assumed it was today, okay. but so it's that was, technically tomorrow. That was what tonight was, because I that felt, was the occasion. My wife's like, I can't believe you're doing a show on his anniversary. I'm like, well, I can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. Because well. we were, you know, if I normally I don't work on Sundays, but I'm working tomorrow, mm-hmm. so that sort of you know precluded us from doing. A, a Sunday morning show, unless you wanted to do a, a 7 a.m. show, which I didn't think you did. <laughs> um, 
No, so, we, we discussed it. Uh, Friday night wasn't an option because yeah. I was working uh, right. at the Memphis Tigers game. So got to take in the, uh, the Tulane victory yesterday, which was very weird because the uh, – I'm not going to go into all the details, but the basically the Tigers quarterback was 9 of 23 in the first half, and Memphis was still winning. And I'm like, wow, can't, this is terrible. Unsustainable. It was, it was, it, it, very, very unsuccessful. Then they came out, uh, Memphis took the ball in the second half to start the second half, went right down the field, scored a touchdown, and went up like 10. And uh, as somebody sitting there with a lot of liability, uh, with a lot of money on Tulane, I was not enjoying myself. And I'm like, what is going on out here? This is not what's supposed to happen. Basically, they didn't score against uh, the Tigers, did not score the rest of the game. And Tulane took off, uh, took three touchdowns in a row and wound up winning and covering the number and everything was right. And I was very happy leaving the stadium after that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I was not happy last week uh, for our NFL picks because I sucked and you did not. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, on the other hand, was satisfied. I wasn't happy, but I'll take it. Well, you you did the, you did the Bill Alfonso. You went seven and seven. You should be very proud of that. Hey, it was right down the middle, Daddy. So you know, halfway in this in this season this year to do a five hundred is an accomplishment because there's been some crazy ass results out here with the, with these yes. games. Uh, again, I don't want to make excuses for my my crappy record. My record's crappy. I, it, it is what it is. I, I can't. Defending, I can't. Uh, I don't have any excuses, uh, but it has been a crazy ass year. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, I went four and ten last week. Did not have a good week at all, uh, including uh, getting my lock shit on all over the place by the Cincinnati Bengals. So congratulations to them for deciding to play football once I decided to lock against them. I guess that was the key. Uh, your lock was the uh, the Dolphins. That seemed to always be a good idea. Um, so they came through. They covered I, I was right along with you there uh so yeah seven and seven and you get your lock hey you get the honors for discussing the best and the worst yeah. of uh week five and you earned it because you were decent last week and I, I, was escaped. Not. <laughs> I escaped i escaped i escaped from week five you were decent yes <laughs> yes congratulations on being decent which i was Woo. not and a lot of us was uh, were not. That 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 five hundred week pulled my points probably pulled me up like four percentage points. I'm probably of like what am I at like four seventy now? Uh four seventy four with your thirty six mm. and forty on the season. Uh, which is much better than thirty two and forty four in my four twenty one. So I'm four sure. games back and I feel like I'm twenty. <laughs> Don't know. Oh uh, it, it just I, doesn't I, feel I no, I completely that even even the one that because you won the one Thursday night last night even winning that <laughs> how do you how do either one of us come out of that and go like yeah or well, oh no I lost that one because it was an awful football game um, both oh, I both dominated. teams I, I, dominated. I killed you it got that That's... eleven point eleven point win on that ten and a half point spread in a in, crushed it oh. crushed it God. <laughs> And just in general, I mean, talk about how we'll talk about it. Obviously, I'm sure how unimpressive have the Chiefs been so far this season? Yeah, that was your uh, rationale for for going with the Broncos that the Chiefs have not gotten it together yet. And yep. you, we're we're both really right about that. 
That's what I mean. And oh. so it's like I don't, I can't take that and go, oh man, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball. I'm zero and one to start the week because I looked at that and was like, I could have easily won that pick. In fact, I was winning that pick until the two minute warning. Correct. And um, you know, they, they, Harrison Bucker bangs out a. I, I figured I actually got screwed on that one because when the Broncos got the touchdown and went for two and got it, that made it sixteen to eight. So I have a feeling if that would have been sixteen to six at that point, that the that the Chiefs just punt on the they they, they don't go for the fifty two yard field goal at that point. That they just take the so the worst thing that could have happened was the Broncos getting the two point conversion at that and because at, at a ten point game you don't need those extra three points you can just take the delay a game and then just you know punt them down to the five yard line and laugh at them at, at, at how inept they are. <laughs> They may have done that, but they may have taken the field goal as well because it's not like you uh, don't have any benefit from it. You make them go from having to get a touchdown and a field goal to now having to get two touchdowns. So there was still a benefit to it. There was. I was hoping he missed it, though. I really wanted him to miss that field goal, especially after they get that, like, 11-yard sack on the play right before. And I was like, oh, finally. But, no, not a good football game. Not good at Uh, all. No. No, it wasn't. And my my greed actually cost me from making money on it because I talked myself into thinking the Chiefs really were going to dominate as I was texting you. Oh, I was kind of yeah, leaning Denver. I, I I did win the lock. I did. Uh, if you were following me on Twitter, then you know that the Chiefs were my lock at 10 and a half. And I actually got that done and made money for you, the listener. And I'm very happy for that. I did not make money for myself because I got greedy. And because I talked myself into thinking the Chiefs were going to just crush these guys because the Broncos are just the biggest losers in the world, I went with the alternative line. I had Chiefs and the under as a parlay, uh, which was the good news. But the bad news is I got 10 to 1 odds on taking the Chiefs and the under, but that was with a uh, an alternative line for the Chiefs of minus 20. And that didn't oh. work out for me. Wow. I, I thought they were going to beat them by three touchdowns. I really did. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and they, and they should. Have. The they had. They were in the red zone, and they were. They were. They had plenty of opportunities. But as you correctly oh, sure. said, they don't have the offense uh, together yet to to put those no, they, drives away. They had a lot of drives that fizzled out in yeah. Broncos in, in the red zone. Uh, they, they, right. They had the goofy. The goofy uh, fake field goal, and then oh. a pick. Uh, Mahomes throws a pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, they, yeah, they, they had their easily, chance. They easily could have and should have probably. There yes. should have been no question about that game. But the, the Broncos, it was their Super Bowl. They hung around. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. They had chances don't even... too. They were driving and getting poor results. It was just a terrible football game, just in general. It was these last couple of Thursday night games are taking me back to the the old Thursday night games. Like and they just put the junk on. Right. Well, I I don't count that as the Broncos giving a Super Bowl effort. If you give a Super Bowl effort, then you get more than 95 yards passing. Uh, they terrible. were not good. No, they they, they should have. They got most of those on their one good drive. Right. Yeah. They they were they were awful. They were as awful as I thought they would be. They just happened to stick around long enough to screw the uh, minus 20. But I did get the minus 10 and a half. That is uh, a lot more than we wanted to talk about the Thursday night game because we have to recap all of week five and give out our awards, the best and the worst and the smartest and the dumbest and all of that good stuff. Again, you with the much better week of week five, get the honors. Tell us, Jay, 
what was the best in the NFL in week five? But I feel like as I've been going through, because I keep all these um, on my spreadsheet here, and I feel like each week, my best of the week, I'm just kind of checking boxes each week. And, you know, as far as who can I give the flowers to, and I haven't done it yet, so I have to give the flowers to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, who do you think you are? I am! Yes, they are, is, is <laughs> the proper answer to that. Um, a, a Sunday night curb-stomping dismantling of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, 42-10. to 10. And, you know, we, talk about, we talked about it when we picked the game. We talked about it with the varying results that they both had against a bad team in Arizona, that these two teams, they, they're just, they're, they're not on the same level, right? You, you have the Eagles and the Niners in the NFC, and then you have everybody else, and it was Dallas's turn to find out that they are among the everybody else. And uh, Dak Prescott was very loose with the football. Tony Pollard put it on the ground. The Cowboys couldn't get anything going offensively, while the Niners had no problem moving the football. Uh, Brock Purdy, four touchdowns over 10 yards per attempt. Uh, they were able to run the ball. I mean, they, they, they were running the ball so much, their leading rusher was their garbage time runner, Jordan Mason, um, just icing the thing away when it didn't matter. George Kittle went off, uh, had his big three-touchdown game. This is what we talk about with tight ends, right? They're so quiet, and then all of a sudden you get that blow-up game, and there's this time it was Kittle um, to get the big blow-up game. Like, who who's it going to be uh, in that San Francisco offense? It's like these guys all just take turns. Oh, McCaffrey, it's his game. Oh, Debo, it's his game. Oh, this one was George Kittle. Today was his game. Um, and yeah, I best they were the best thing, and, and they might be the best team in the NFL right now. Very hard to argue with uh, the efficiency and the precision which with which they put teams away, and really uh, so much of the talk of of this week was how Brock Purdy now has to be looked at as a legitimate MVP candidate, and. I really never looked at him that way. I never thought that he should be considered with the, you know, Josh Allen's and the highest of the highest players, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that. But God damn it, maybe he should. Like he makes so many plays uh, in, in which the the timing is exquisite. Like the ball is out basically before the receiver turns around or makes his break. Uh, and he and he's doing it every week. It's not just one or two games where he's making plays like that. He's doing it every game, and he's doing it multiple times a game, uh, and nobody can seem to stop it. Um, and as someone who said how great that system was, uh, and Kyle Shanahan ran into so many quarterback issues last year with injuries, came upon this guy that he drafted with the very last pick in the draft and molded him into uh, – you know, the next big thing is like, well, anyone could step in, obviously, and do the job. Uh, but I, I guess I got to start along with you giving the flowers to Brock Purdy specifically um, and the hat tips because, no, not every quarterback could come in and do what he's doing. You know, maybe he's not ripping 70-yard bombs through the air, but what he's doing with the timing, with the precision, that's, that's stuff that we know certain – quarterbacks if they got that opportunity still even in that system could not do Trevor Simeon could never look like that in that system Brock Osweiler could never look like that guys 
you can put garbage in that system and they're still not going to look like that. Like Brock Purdy is doing things specifically that other guys can't do. Hell, Jimmy Garoppolo in that system uh, looked really, really good and racked up a lot of wins. He didn't look like that. No, he didn't win every start he had like Brock Purdy has been doing. He he didn't look like an MVP candidate. Uh, So there's something going on with Brock Purdy. Maybe it's, uh, Shanahan getting a chance to mold somebody from the ground up like that. You know, what what a great job to step in your very first professional job as a quarterback in this system with that coach and that coaching staff. Uh, This might be a a match made in heaven. This might be the the molding of a, of a franchise quarterback. You know, I don't, I I know this is blasphemous to bring up this name, but look, nobody thought Tom Brady was going to do anything in the sixth round and look what he got molded into. So who knows? Maybe we're seeing the beginning of something like that. But uh, it's, it's been very impressive, and the Niners are a, a great team. Uh, nobody should want to play them. The Eagles are a great team, and uh, I believe I picked that for the NFC title game. I, did you pick that too? I had the Niners winning the Super Bowl. Um, okay. But uh, as far as an NFC title rematch, I thought it was going to be these two again, and I don't. I haven't seen anything through five weeks to dissuade me of that. I am yeah I know well obviously I had the Niners in the NFC title game I, I don't remember exactly I'd have to look and see who I had them beating because I do go yeah. into that detail um, but no I had the Niners rolling through and winning the whole thing this year I, I they they feel like that team after they lost that NFC championship game playing nobody at quarterback you know like that they were on a mission and so far through five weeks, they really look like a team on a mission right now. And they're just beating teams in so many different ways, especially offense. They already have the great defense, but then right. offensively, it's just, it, you can't, it's just, Hey, who, who, whose turn is it? Mm-hmm. Your turn, your turn, your turn. Oh yeah. It's your, it's your turn. Um, also though. Yeah. Somebody this week was, you know, talking about Brock Purdy and, you know, trying to, well, he's just a system quarterback. So, so what? Tom right. Brady was a system quarterback. He's the, he's oh, the G-SO. He's there the you G-SO. go again. He's the greatest system quarterback <laughs> of all time. You know, I'm just saying. You're talking about Tommy. He's calling him a system quarterback. That's my Tommy. Yes. Tom Brady is, I don't think he's the GOAT GOAT, but he's the GASOAT <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he's the greatest system quarterback of all time. And Brock Purdy right now is perfect for this system. Trey Lance wasn't perfect for this system. Oh, no. Jimmy G. So it's not just – this isn't Kyle Shanahan. You could just plug and play. I mean, look what he did with Matt Ryan for those couple mm-hmm. of years. You know, this doesn't have that explosiveness, but I would say this team has more talent around Brock Purdy. I mean, Matt Ryan had Julio Jones, and, I mean, right? But but that was it. I mean, kind of like he had Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and he had, a, he had a, a good, but he did not have Christian McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. Like he did not have world class guys at all these different positions to then surround a, a, a guy at quarterback who's perfect for the system. This team might be breaking records like those Falcons if they were playing on turf. Yeah, imagine Debo and Ayuk and, and all those guys on turf. Right, or or if Brock Purdy had. You know the cannon arm, or you know, right. Matt, I mean, Matt Ryan didn't, but Matt Ryan could throw a really nice deep ball. I haven't seen that in Purdy's game. You know, he's not out there chucking forty, fifty yard bombs, but on everything he throws, he's very precise. He's not doing this 
Drew Brees, you know, behind the line of scrimmage a dot. Lord, no. No, it's, so, it's ECW. It's uh, Paul Heyman, uh, the, the <laughs> success that ECW had, he kept yep. saying, accentuate the positives. You take all those misfits that you got and short oh, guys yeah. and fat guys and all that, and you just find out what's their best trait, what's their positives, and just accentuate the positive. You don't have to worry about how great they, you know, everyone else does this, that, and they're muscular and all that. That's fine. My guy will will figure out what he does best and will accentuate the positive. That that's yeah. what the the Forty ers are right now. They're accentuating. They're just Brock Purdy's positives. They're just pummeling people. Yeah, yeah, so, destroying them. Uh, are we kumbaya or did, did you have something else? I gotta give it up to the Bengals. They're back, baby. The Bengals are back after one back game. for a week. That's right. Uh, specifically Joe Burrow and, and you know yep. what, the reason it's the best to, for me for week five, because that's great for the league that when the best teams can play like they're the best and, and get over their injuries and we all benefit from better football overall, uh, more entertainment. Uh, there, there are a lot of teams where passing offense will average close to five yards per attempt when the season's over. The Bengals should not be one of those teams because they're much, much, much better than that. Uh, and they should not be, the, and they were, but we know why, because uh, Joe Burrow had that calf injury, and uh, however worse or better it was feeling, he did not have the confidence. He didn't trust it, and he wasn't getting the ball downfield, and Jamar Chase was getting very fret, fed up and frustrated, and the whole team was getting fed up, and they just decided all at once, nah, fuck this, we're better than And they go into uh, to Arizona uh, this past Sunday, and they show – what they're made of, and I was fearful of that. Uh, even though I locked up the Cardinals, I was fearful yeah. of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase reconnecting, getting that LSU connection going. Um, I, I got burned. I, I'm, you know, part of my terrible week, so it happened. I, I, I can't run from it. Uh, but yeah, Burrow, he, he was not just throwing deep to Chase. He did that a lot, of course, and, and Chase had a great day. Uh, but Burrow himself was rolling and, and backpedaling and. Uh, actually being mobile on that calf is like, oh, shit, he, there he is. He's back. Here it goes. Um, that's the best to me for for the NFL, uh, to have, you know, all these teams that are showing out and doing great. Uh, and the Niners, we talk about the Niners, we talk about the Dolphins, talk about the uh, Eagles uh, and the Bills. And the Bengals are there. They're right there uh, as one of those teams when they're healthy, when their guys are able to do what they're supposed to do. So Joe, Joe Burrow gets back on his horse, does what he's supposed to. Jamar Chase, 15 balls for a buck 92 and three touchdowns. Yeah, that's what you can do when your quarterback is back on his horse. I love the tweet that Chase sent out afterwards, after the game. All he sent out was a picture of a 7-Eleven. Because like he said, he's always open. So that's what it's supposed to look like. So I was just, I'm just happy that there's another team again, that's up there with the top echelon that has not played anywhere near it. And it took me locking against them for them to find their way back up to the top. echelon. So (laughs) for one week only, the Bengals are back in. Well, that's what it was really. You gave them billboard material. That's it. I'm sure they had that. I'm sure they had that pinned up there. Man, this guy, he (laughs) locked up the Arizona Cardinals, man. Are we that bad? And then they we went can't out, there go out like that. Yeah, That's it's it. almost like the best thing for Joe Burrow in that game and the Bengals' offense was no T. Higgins because that was just radar lock on Jamar Chase. Yeah, just remind everybody, hey, this guy, you can't stop him, 
and you can't stop right. me when I'm healthy, and I'm just going to go back and rear back and light it up to this dude and just show everybody that we are untouchable when we're both on the same page. It was great. And, and, and I just, you know, you want, you want, is you want to see it more, right? It's like, okay, let's yeah. see this against not the Arizona Cardinals now. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to know for sure that they're fully back because we've, we've seen some teams go, you know, we wrote them off and then they had that, 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 that really won that, that close ugly win, you know, that 1916 game. And it's like, okay, they kind of, they're, they're finding themselves a little bit. And then they go the very next week and get annihilated by Tennessee. Right. So this is the bounce back off. This is this whole season. I mean, you talk about just a heckle and jide season that we're in we the are. middle of right now. And, and this is where we are. So this is this whole season so far through five weeks has been a team shows you something. And then the next week shows you the exact opposite. Yeah, I don't want to harp on it because it sounds like I'm sour grapes, but the, aside from the top echelon of teams, everybody else has just kind of shrugged your shoulders right. and you, you don't know what you're getting from one week to the next. Well, and then we've got the, what we talk about was that, that round robin trifecta at the top of the AFC with the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals, and none of them have been impressive so far. The Bills yeah, have the, stretches. And then the right. Bills go, you know, and that was something that I don't have an award for, but the Bills go into London – we should have realized now looking back that the Jags waiting for them for a whole week <laughs> um, probably worked against the Bills, especially the Bills being so depleted. Now, man, they just keep falling apart. Their defense can't stay healthy. I'm going to cover all that in about a minute and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but first, your worst of week five. Uh, goat coach. Uh, how, how do you follow up? What What's the perfect follow up to the worst <laughs> loss of your career? A thirty-eight to three, thirty-five point drubbing. You follow that up the next week by getting shut out by the Saints, thirty-four to nothing. Which which one's worse? Okay, one is technically <laughs> one point worse because it's 35-point loss. But then you follow that up by going and getting shut out by the Saints, who have not been an, an offensive juggernaut by by any measurement at all. Uh, you, can't, you can't have that. Two, two weeks in a row, and then you do that in your own building. You've lost your last two games 72-3. to three. Combined, um, Mac Jones, uh, 110 yards, a couple of picks. I mean, they made the they made the Saints look like one of the best teams in the NFC, which they're far from. Uh, they couldn't run the ball, the Patriots. They couldn't throw the ball. Mac Jones getting booed. Bailey Zappi had to come in and spell him. Uh, man, things are not right in uh, in Beantown right now, and and Go Coach is uh, taking it on the chin because they have they have no answers. I mean. Matt Patricia might have gotten more than three points out of that team the last two weeks. I said all of that and even that very point that Matt Patricia could have do uh, better than what's going on right now. Uh, when I wrote up my uh, opinion of the Patriots, which is actually under my struggling. So I don't have to get okay. to that later. So yeah. that's uh, the worst shutout loss in the 499 game career of the GOAT coach. 
What's and next? After How the, do you top that? <laughs> that, that? Well, that's after the worst loss in the 498 game uh, career of the coach the week before. So it's like back yeah. to back. The Patriots are uh, atrocious two weeks in a row. Uh, that, there's no uh, – I don't know what's worse, but uh, it's, it's just the whole thing. The whole thing is terrible back to back weeks. Uh, they're on a, a really – bad trip. Uh, the coach is taking a long fall. And I don't mean the season of autumn. I mean, it, he is taking a fall all the way down. Yeah. Um, more and more that weird thought of, of Robert Kraft uh, possibly coming in and, and taking the Sandman cane and, and, and hooking the GOAT coach off the stage, which sounded ludicrous before the season started. More and more, that feels like it might be a possibility. Like uh, now, you're seeing uh, anonymous reports or tweets of Kraft being that upset about everything that he might do something that he's letting it slip that he's he's not happy at all with all of this. And uh, usually, you know, something like that with a coach of that stature, you don't even hear a peep out of the owner. You don't hear any rumors of the owner being upset or anything. The fact that it's starting to get to that that the Kraft is having his minions or his uh, journalist buddies uh, start leaking out his disappointment. Like he's trying to maybe prime the pump a little bit, maybe get that out there that people know, hey, I'm not happy. There might be some changes coming. It's crazy to think about, but I, more and more every week it seems like it it might be, uh, might be on the horizon. This week is now uh, he goes out to – uh, Vegas to take on his former protege. So yeah. maybe that's the, the next piece of the domino, maybe uh, to get embarrassed by somebody that used to be under you for all those years. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what's, maybe that would be the, the thing that's the, the last piece to fall. Maybe that'll be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Who knows? Yeah, especially the, the protege who he's handled pretty well. Right. Uh, so far, you know, but now you get to go out to their building and you're, they're coming off of two. Those are two of the ugliest losses I've seen back to back in a while. We've seen some bad things. Yeah, I don't know who who that team is handling. That Patriots outfit, they, I don't think they can handle anybody at this point. Yeah, boy, still, after we said it last week and I'm going to double down on it. Man, what the hell was wrong with the Jets? How did you lose to these guys? <laughs> uh, it's the Jets is, is all I can say. Man. I think they can find a way. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, they they, they got to be on to something. I don't, I don't know what. Uh, so that was my struggling. Hopefully I'll remember later that uh, we already covered that. But now it's time for me to get to my worst, which I'd said I was going to talk about the Buffalo Bills and that whole thing. Uh, besides my picks, that was the worst of, of week five, actually. It was my, my terrible picks. But besides that, uh, the worst to me, not just the Buffalo Bills taking the L against the uh, Jaguars, but specifically the league, the NFL using the Buffalo Bills as a guinea pig to see how uh, a, a, tra- a traveling team going to Europe would do against a team that's already been there and played there and stayed there uh, the week before. And we all saw the result. And I don't want to make excuses for the Buffalo Bills, but it's hard to call it anything other than what it was. Uh, For those of us who actually watched the game, that looked like a team 
uh, that put that was physically comfortable, that looked like a team that was adjusted to the time zone and everything else, playing against another team that looked like they just got off a plane. That's what it looked like. The, the, yeah. the Bills just wore out against the Jaguars, uh, especially the defense and all the injuries and everything else. But uh, at the end of the game, they were worn out. The, the Jaguars are just running through them, and ETN is dancing into the end zone and untouched and everything else. Uh, the Bills, they flew in Friday. Did I read that correct? They flew in Friday before the game? Like, really? Yeah. They should have been there all week. <sighs> or half the week, Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Friday? You, you think you just drop into Europe on Friday and, and play an NFL game and, and fly right back? No, wasn't, wasn't that easy. Maybe they thought it would be, but it was not. Um, and specifically how sad it looked for uh, A.J. Epinesa, uh, linebacker for the Bills, who's trying to fly around on defense to compensate for all the defenders hitting the floor because so many guys uh, were, were getting knocked out of the game and uh, Matt Milano got his leg broke. Uh, it felt like that was it when, when that happened in the you know first drive of the game. It's like, uh-oh, this, this is not going to go well at all. Um, but it was sad to see Epinesa try to fly around and make these plays but at one point, the uh, sideline caught him on uh, – the cameras caught him on the sideline, and he's, he's got the oxygen mask. He is just completely out of gas. And the rest of the team, they didn't show the rest of the defense with oxygen masks. Maybe they all needed it because they were so out of it and just got worn down. Um, it, it, was, it was not a good look, and I'm not happy with the league for sort of taking one of their uh, top teams currently, uh, one of their top franchises – and putting him in this situation uh, on purpose, trying to see, uh, let's see, you know, what's it going to look like? Uh, now, that's a little bit on the bills as well for deciding to leave so late in the week. So that's not all the NFL, but uh, I think the NFL did that on purpose. They wanted to see what the effects would be, and, and that's what you got was that terrible, terrible game last Sunday morning in England uh, where the team that I think is the better team, and I think most people think is the better team, uh, took the L against the Jaguars, and, and yeah. I, I didn't think that was a good look at all. Yeah, and, and, and we worried about it a little bit when we made the pick. And yeah. sometimes we, you, you just sometimes it's not just the X's and O's and the expected outcome, and it's things like that that end up making the difference. And yeah, the, the Bills looked like the team that, that they tried. I mean, like you said, the, 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 Epineza was flying. I mean, he was he played the game of his life out there. Really did. And tried to put that whole defense on his back, and then you know, and then the offense was fits and starts, but nothing ever really kind of gelled for them. And the Jags looked like a team that was rested and waiting, and they weren't they weren't affected by any travel. And it, yeah, in hindsight, it's always twenty twenty, but yeah, we we should have seen that one coming. Yeah, when the when the Jaguars officially become the London Jaguars full-time, there's going to be a hell of a home field advantage. I, I think we already knew that, but we got a, a full look at it uh, last Sunday because that team that just the mighty Miami Dolphins the week before by multiple touchdowns, there's no reason for them to go lose to the Jaguars. And they, and they didn't try, you know, they didn't uh, take the opponent lightly. They didn't play down to the Jaguars or anything like right. that. They, just, they fucking ran out of gas. They, they didn't have anything left because you, that's too much to ask for any team. Too much. All right. From there, uh, you're smartest of week five. Uh, I'm going to go in a different direction you might not have expected on smartest of the week, but I'm giving this to your Chicago Bears. 
What? For realizing that they were playing against a team that has no secondary at all. <laughs> Bye, Bears. Whatsoever. Bye, Bears. Washington, the, the statistics for Washington, I believe, through five games, they've given up at least, they've given up, this is not, I'm not joking, six six plays, six passing plays of over 50 yards already. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, they're somewhere in the teens for 20-yard completions right now given up. It's a sieve. The, the, the defense, <laughs> the back end on that, this isn't all just what D.J. Moore was doing. They have done this against every opponent. Has lit this team up through the air. The Bears roll in, and what do they do? They, they bomb them deep. Justin Fields, four touchdown passes. D.J. Moore, eight for 230 yards. Just kept going. Should have had more. <laughs> Got called out of bounds on a play. Didn't go out of bounds on. Um, I, I it was uh, it was a great performance. The Bears only had this is funny in a 282 yard effort for uh, Justin Fields. The Bears only had three players catch balls in that game. That's all they needed. That was all they needed. All they needed was DJ Moore and their tight ends, and Washington had no answers. Uh, you know, Sam Howell threw for almost 400 yards. They couldn't run the ball a lick. And even in, you know, comeback mode, every time that Washington thought they had an answer, the Bears just go right back down there and just bombs away again on them on the defense. It was, it was actually something done that was smart by a team that we have not credited with doing many smart things, but they realized a weakness. They smelled blood in the water and they took advantage of it. And, uh, that Bears game plan was the smartest of the week. Chicago Bears coaches being smart. Yeah. Uh, wow. That, that For is one week. Shocking. It's a one week <laughs> award. This is not. It, this it is, is not uh, cumulative. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a huge surprise. I'm sorry, that wasn't your surprise of the of week five. Hey, what happened? The, the Bears were smart. What? That, that's a surprise. Uh, that's my surprise for, for week five, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the first quarterback in history to throw three touchdowns in the first half of two consecutive games, the great Joe Montana, no, Dan Marino, no, Tom Britton, no, Peyton Manning, no. oh, it's Justin Fields. What? The future all-time great. The man everyone respects as a future superstar. Justin Fields? Yeah, everyone saw that coming. Uh Uh-huh, sure. Uh, So, yeah, 282 yards and four TDs uh, in Washington last Thursday night to start week five uh, with a Bears winner uh, for Dick Butka. Congratulations for that. Uh, And uh, a single-game parlay win for my bank account, which I uh, talked about last show. Uh, And that's always a surprise when I can actually do that. Uh, yeah, that was my biggest surprise. Like, where did that come from? Because that was uh, the Bears were contending with the Broncos for biggest laughing stocks in the league, and all of a sudden, they come out of, of nowhere and put that performance together after blowing that huge lead against Denver, and they come right back three nights later and go to Washington and, and just handle the the team Manderskin. So that that was the, the big, definitely the biggest surprise for for Week Five to me. So uh, we've actually covered two of my categories already uh, in the midst yeah. of yours. What was your smartest of the week? My smartest of week five, 
I, I can't praise the the Lions' offense enough, and that could have been switched too. That could have been my biggest surprise because, uh, of course, I said there's no way the Lions are going to do anything with Amar Rase Brown uh, inactive for the game because he's such a huge part of their offense. But Jared Goff, three first-half TD throws, ran one in to ice the game. Uh, David Montgomery goes for a buck nine in the score. He's having a career resurgence this year. Uh, your boy, tight end Sam Laporta, in yep. the end zone twice. You said that would be a Sam Laporta game, and it absolutely was. Uh, all credit to the Detroit Lions uh, for dominating the Carolina Panthers without Amon Ross St. Brown. They had flea flickers. They had trickeration. They had uh, using different weapons. Uh, it, was, it was a wow. It was very smart, and Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, was the man, and I praised him before the season, and I said he was why I'm picking the Lions to win the division this year was because of his innovations, and then I ignored all of that completely because I'm on Ross Brown wasn't playing last week, and I said, oh, the Lions are going to struggle against the Panthers. They didn't struggle at all. Uh, uh, that one-handed snag INT by uh, Aiden Hutchinson was just a stupid-ass play. That guy is, is a monster. He's a real deal, uh, but this is, a, this is about the uh, the offense, the smartest of the week. Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions, using all of their weaponry, all of their other resources outside of Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown and really putting a, a message to everybody else. Hey, you can praise the, the Niners and the Eagles and even the Cowboys sometimes, but we're here too, and we're going to be tough. The, the Lions, as we figured, are, are going to be a tough out uh, all season long, and they just – Gave a great example of why, because they can obviously, now I know, obviously game plan around losing their top wide receiver. And they can cover as almost damn near 10-point favorites, mm-hmm. which is unheard of for the Lions. And right. They had no problem. And, and again, hindsight, handling the Panthers, not not as big of a tall task as as, as we think. They're not very good. They're not very good, but I just want to give all props to the Lions for putting up 42 yeah. without their number one receiver. That's the Detroit yeah. Lions, man. That's that's not supposed to happen. I don't care who they're playing. Uh, no, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're they're pretty good. They, they're better than I thought. They're way better than I was given yeah. the credit for. It doesn't usually turn around like this this fast, and everybody was, was so hot for the Lions after that finish they had last year. and. Well, it turns out they're really good. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's the the real deal. That defense has been better. Um, and Jared Goff and and that that offense without Amon Ross St. Brown, an offense basically of guys. You've got Montgomery who's a cast off. You've got Laporta who now he seems to be the deal at tight end. He seems to be the real deal. He's the goods. He had the receivers were. I mean, was it Khalif? Ravens or Josh Reynolds, I mean, it's dudes. Yeah, and they put up forty-two, so they're they're clearly doing something right. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, they they do look like the class of that division uh, by a long shot. Yeah, we we called that. We weren't necessarily surprised by that, but just the fact that they could do it in multitudes of ways now uh, actually should put a scare into uh, a lot of teams because. That's the type of team that pulls off a, a major road upset in the playoffs that you, you don't necessarily see coming. But uh, right, that, well, that's, that's also the, the kind of team. 
that's also the kind of team that's going to play it, that they could be talking about playing itself into some, some home dates here as well in, in the post. Right, before we, yeah, before we get to the conference finals, they, they might have a, a couple of uh, home games. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so it'll be fun. They're a fun team. So it's 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 nice to see because the rest of that division, not so good. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, so you're dumbest uh, of week five. I'm giving this to the uh, quote unquote. I use this term loosely. Coaching that we saw uh, during the Green Bay Raiders game on Monday Night Football because. That was a cornucopia of awful coaching and head scratching decisions and what am I watching kind of football? Whether you know if it's Matt Lafleur and the offensive plan, they, they they had ten days and they came up with absolutely nothing for the for the LV Raiders. Uh, Joe Barry, their defensive coach, decided that in a very close game, competitively in the third and fourth quarter. We might let's just cover up Devonte Adams with linebackers. Uh, yeah, that'll Josh, work. Josh McDaniels uh, is he going to kick the field goals? Is he going to punt? Is he going to go for? So he's going for it when he shouldn't. He's kicking field goals when he shouldn't. Uh, he kicks a field goal. He tries to kick a long field goal that's going to put them up seven when they're already up four. Tries this really long field goal that ends up doinking off the upright and then gives the Packers the ball damn near midfield to try to come back only down four. There, it, nobody deserves to yard field goal. Why would you do that? It, it, up four, going, being up four or being up seven is the same thing. <laughs> right? Why would you do that? When the, when the other team is only going to have one drive to beat you, what there's not much difference when you're inside that two minutes of either being up four or being up seven, it's not like you're kicking this field goal. This is not a 28 yard field goal. What are you doing? Yeah, 52. Jordan Love has shown nothing yeah. in in that game that he's going to be able to drive that team anywhere from 80 to 100 yards to beat you in in a fight, and he didn't. <laughs> right, Ian. Mm, so no. I was completely just blown away by one the, the the absolute lack of preparation and offensive game plan uh coming from the Packers cuz they looked terrible Jordan Love by far his worst game um as a pro so far no touchdowns three picks um uh, and then to flip that around what, what McDaniels is doing like coaching to lose or coaching not to lose which is just as they're the same thing yeah. um just not a good effort at, at all, uh, they pass up going for it in places where you've just you've got Josh Jacobs who could just fall over and get you a yard, and then they uh, the whole thing was bad. Um, neither team deserved to win that game. I, I I don't have a good feeling about either one of them in general right now, but just an just awful awful coaching on display in that game. Forget the product on the field. All of the bad product on the field was a you know, it was the the symptom. <laughs> the disease was the coaching. Yeah, some some mental midgetry going on for sure for for both of those guys, uh, Lafleur and Boy Wonder. Um, and that game just a perfect microcosm of how weird and crazy and stupid this season is when it comes to making picks. Um, 
I lose out on the the Packers having a chance to pull that thing out because Raiders cornerback Marcus Peters, and I didn't have an award for this, straight up horse collaring Christian Watson on his oh, way yeah. to a sure touchdown to save yeah. a touchdown. It was dirty, it was desperate, and it was effective as hell. It worked because it kept him out of the end zone. I, I, wait they, a minute. That's almost like a smartest of the week. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, I, I don't want to give smartest as something so clearly dirty and right, like criminal. It, like he could have he ended the guy's career right. right there. I mean, we could have watched both of Christian Watson's knees just pop out at that moment. And if he was on veteran stadium turf, we certainly would have if yeah. he did that. Thing. But you know you're beat, and there's only one thing to grab. Well, grab it. He grabbed it. He sure purposely grabbed it, not even accidental or anything. He just yeah. said, nope, you're not scoring. You're going to sit down right now. They took his, hey, they took their 15, and then the Packers couldn't punch it in. And they couldn't punch it in, so it worked. And in a game in which they lost by four, uh-huh. uh, they, they could have used that touchdown, and I could have used that to try to get the victory. But didn't work out, so just one of those plays. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of the dirty uh, underground smartest of the week there. Uh, so that leads me to, uh, for my dumbest going off the field for my dumbest of the week, uh, Espen will get my dumbest, uh, based on this, uh, blurb that, uh, Peter King wrote in his football morning in America column last week. Uh Oh, the blurb, uh, was about, uh, top uh, ESPN analyst, Lewis Riddick, who we both uh, love very much. He does great work for, for Espen and, and, uh, other networks at times. Um, so according to this blurb, Reddick uh, was being awarded uh, by the New Jersey-based youth literacy organization Write on Sports uh, as a literary champion or literacy champion for 2023. And in the middle of Riddick's speech uh, accepting that award, he gave a story about what happened when he first tried to become an analyst with Espen after his playing days were over. Um, and I won't read the whole quote, but I'll read this blurb. This is what Riddick said as part of his speech. Quote, let me tell you a cool story about how my career in media even started. Before I was hired at ESPN, I remember the league had this media training program. They called it the Broadcast Boot Camp. I believe they still have it at NFL Films in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. When I was transitioning from the front office and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the second half of my career, I petitioned them. I wrote a letter to them to ask if I could be part of that program because I felt I had the skills to communicate football through the various media that existed. I got a letter back. I'll never forget it. It said basically this, you're not a big enough name. You didn't have a big enough career. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why... I hate some parts of, I shouldn't say all parts at all, but some parts of sports media, sports talk, there's so much emphasis on not the content that you're spitting out, not how the quality of your work is, but can you get enough people to watch? Do do you have a big enough name? Do you have enough gravitas to pull in the viewers? and, And it's all about the name powers, not about... Uh, if you're actually going to do good work, that story, that piece just pissed me the fuck off all week thinking about that because 
like, why would you begin there? You didn't have an, a big enough name, so we're not even going to try to put you through our broadcast boot camp to see if you're good enough. We're, we're just not even going to consider you at the beginning. So he had to go uh, the long way and really grind and working and, and make himself good enough to where they had to come hire him and bring him on because that's how good his, his work was. Uh, so I, I'd say Espen, really that's the, you know, the NFL uh, had that boot camp. So that's kind of the league uh, yeah. at the beginning, but it, it reminded me of Espen so much because Espen hires people like Screaming A. Smith who will break down an entire game featuring players that are on, on the injured list and deactivated. Um, and <laughs> that's, right. the type, that's what they want. That's no. what they want. They want yeah. idiots like that who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, but people will listen to him because he's loud and makes a lot of noise. Yeah, uh, we've also got this rash now of former players who think it's just gone upon them, themselves to make themselves the story. It's, you know, like they got to call people out and just have to keep saying more increasingly over the top things. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is, this is getting a little out of hand. This is what happens when you just take all these former players and you have to have these, you know, nine man, uh, desks now for these, uh, pregame shows. And you just get, let's just, we've got to be more and more and more over the top. And it's like, we're almost starting beefs now between these ex players and the, it, it, it's it's getting really bad. So good on Lewis Riddick because he's one of the good ones. Exactly, but he didn't get the initial uh, shot to he show that he's one yeah. of the good ones because his name wasn't wow. big enough. Well, it, it's no different. Think about some of these like Buster guys who are out there trying to like Dan Orlovsky, right? No, uh, yeah. I mean, so it almost tells you like the ones you want to listen to were the bad players or the mediocre players who actually make it because apparently it's a tough road to hope. Well, uh, there's a couple of different uh, things you covered in there that I wanted to get to real quick. The ex-players making a name for themselves by picking fights with current players and stuff like that, which um, I'm sure you're talking about uh, probably a couple of different guys, but Steve Smith calling out that's, players. and That's the most recent. Yeah. Uh, like, what is he supposed to do? He's not good enough to be a Lewis Riddick. He's not bright enough to break right. down a game like that. So that's how he. Can, that's the only way he's going to be able to make a name for himself. He doesn't have the brain power to do it any other way. So I don't necessarily blame him for doing that because that's the only way he's going to do it, and it's the successful way because obviously that's how you get a job on First and Negro or any of these other shows. <laughs> uh, that, that's how you do it. I but guess I, so. I don't like it at all, but that, but I don't blame him because that's the that's the road to take. Either you prove your your intelligence like a Lewis Riddick, or you go the other way and, and yeah. do the WWE thing. Uh, and as far as Orlovsky goes, that's another perfect example for Espen uh, deciding personality over substance because Orlovsky's substance is pretty good when he's actually talking about football and quarterbacks uh, and breaking right. down actual mechanics and stuff, he he gets a, a weekly uh, spot on SportsCenter. And it's not because of his breaking down uh, of football. It's because he has weird food tastes, okay? You don't watch SportsCenter, so you don't know this? No, they put correct. Him on sports, they put him on SportsCenter once a week because they want to make fun of the fact that he has really weird food. Like he likes ketchup on steak and stuff like that. Oh, jeez. Uh, was this one no one, thing with the mayonnaise? Right. <laughs> the mayonnaise and the coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Uh, it's some, yeah, it's something like that. It's, it's, he's got oh. a lot of weird food tastes. The fact that you even him... know that. <laughs> that there it is. That's that, that's how that's how you get um uh that's how you become memorable. That's how you make a name for yourself, apparently. But I guess. they could they could put Orlovsky on and have an actual segment of football, but it would probably get canceled because it wouldn't get big enough ratings. But because you talk about every week, they make a point to talk about something food related to so get right. another weird food opinion out of him. And that's that's the the driver. That's the driver of the segment. It's, it's yeah, where so I've I've had most of my exposure to Orlovsky is his breakdowns on the X Twitter, which are very right. good. Mm-hmm. You know that's why yeah, it's yeah. Funny. we talk about Lewis Riddick and you're know, like yeah we 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 pointed out with our draft coverage and the draft aftermath the last several years like he's one of the only like he's the reason to watch some of these draft specials. Yeah, he's he's not messing around. He's coming with the straight, unvarnished truth, and it, it yeah. might not be pretty, but he's telling you exactly what it looks like from a, the the point of view of a not just a former player, but a former uh, front office worker, and right. what what they're looking for, and what they you know what they you know what they're trying to find yeah. uh, in a player when they're evaluating. That's fascinating. To, to he's our modern unvarnished. day. He's our new generation, Mike Mayock. I like my draft analysis cranky and crotchety. Straightforward and, and to the point. Uh, yeah, with a, with a, shit, with a little shit. cranky, in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little crankiness in there. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's good. Uh, that moves to your. Uh, I gave my surprise, uh, Justin Fields. So your surprise. Yeah. Well, you already called it in your best of the week. I- I'm giving oh. this to the Bengals doing the Undertaker again. <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's not just that. Hey, what happened? Yeah, it's not just that they rose from the dead. It's they rose from the dead. Again, it's like, how many times are we going to keep playing this yo-yo? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God, King. Oh, my God. It's Joe Burrow. <laughs> my God, King. He's got a family. Uh, it just, it's, just, it's just back and forth. But I, I, we were both surprised. You were so surprised because you locked up Arizona. You were just so damn sure that that they were done. And I was sure I was right there with you. I didn't block it up, but I didn't disagree. And here, here they come, back from the dead again. And Joe Burrow looked good, and he's ripping off runs. And that was a big surprise, I think, to uh, to both of us. Huge, huge surprise. I, yeah. That offense, as terrible as they looked all year, and then he just all of a sudden in one game just turned it completely yeah. around. Wait, I feel better. <laughs> I, but I have no idea why. What? Where did that come from? Well, I think it came from the fact Wait. that Arizona. I feel better. <laughs> yes, yes, I can stand. I can walk. I can mumble. I'm so glad I found that cut. <laughs> I love it. Can't can't play it enough. No, love Dan. Uh, but but again. It's the Cardinals. They're not that good. No. I mean, they've, they've got heart. I mean, they leave the league in guts, but that's another They're not that good, but, uh, the, but, but the Bengals are so bad. They, they were, were they so were, bad. They just lost, what, they just lose 27-3 to to Tennessee? <laughs> Terrible. And they just, wait, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Back from the, yeah, that's, yeah that, that blew me away. Not just that they won, but that they won like they did. You know, they didn't gut right. one out. 
They blew the doors off the Cardinals. Pounded them to oblivion, just over the top, over and over again, just bombed away. Yeah. So, ah, so that was our surprises. I guess uh, letdowns. I guess I'm up for a letdown of the week here, huh? Well, you said you weren't going to play it last week, but you were going to play it this week if it happened. That's so racist, man. Man. <laughs> every time, every time you give them a chance, they pull something like that. They, 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 ugly defensive game that kind of had it in hand and just let that whole thing just slip away. Uh, they, they give up a, a, a block punt safety and then a uh, they completely lose George Pickens on a long touchdown and in a game that it looked like they had mostly dominated, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson was playing, it wasn't playing his best game, but he was efficient. They were running the ball. Okay. Um, and they just let Pittsburgh hang around and hang around. And then you kind of get that momentum changer with the block punt and then Pittsburgh, they did what the Steelers do, right? They they took advantage of a team that let them hang around that they shouldn't have, and the Ravens just could not respond. And and that's so Ravens, man. I'm gonna play it a second time because that's also my letdown. Just stop George Pickens. Just they got that One. game. Just stop George Pickens. One time. Yeah. Oh man, uh, more yardage than the than the Steelers, uh, but less protection because the Steelers kept coming and making uh, plays in the yep. in the backfield and affecting Lamar Jackson. Uh, they took the uh, Jags' title of most dropped touchdowns. Uh, that was another part of it was they uh, had passes going into the end zone and dropping. They had passes in the end zone and dropping. Nelson Aguilar was running free and had a touchdown if he could could just haul it in. Uh, so you had that. You got Joey Porter Jr. Uh, making a huge end zone INT uh, for for the Steelers. Uh, so how ironic is that? Joey Peasy, his kid, now is making plays in that rivalry. So second generation for that. Uh, so it wasn't quite the slobber knocker that we remember, but it was very ugly, very defensive, very low scoring, and the Ravens still pull that thing out if they just just cover the receiver on the other team, the only guy on the other team that can catch anything, cover him uh, and, and catch the balls in the air that are wide open for touchdowns on your end. That's all you got to do. Catch it and cover the other guy. And they, and they, they couldn't do it. No, I, I don't. And they I, were clearly about this. There's something about it against the Steelers too. Cause that's now uh, one in six in their last seven versus Pittsburgh. So there's Man. something when they play it's, the Steelers, they just got the juju. It's something yeah. in there. You know, it's just, yeah, they voodoo is something. They just forget how to do it. So very, very much a letdown for, for both of us. Like, you, you had it. You were there. You, you, you were beating them. You were the better team. And you – so Ravens, you just found a way. All right. Uh, we'll move on to some, some Joe for you. Struggling. I, I'll I tell gave you my struggling. struggling. You, oh, that's right. You did. Uh, I'll tell you who's struggling. Cowboys defensive end Micah Parsons is struggling with reality. <laughs> <laughs> After the 42 to 10 blowout loss 
to the San Francisco 49ers, Micah Parsons just was not willing to accept the fact that the Cowboys and the 49ers are on the same level at all. Quote, I don't think they are at a higher level than us. I think we're the same caliber playoff team. Same talent, same standards. What? That is somebody who is completely disconnected from the truth and from reality. You just you have you do not see what everybody else sees, and that is we've been saying for weeks that the Cowboys are not on the level of the Niners and the Eagles. The Niners just went out there and proved it to you, and you still don't see it. You <laughs> nope, sir, I don't see are it. struggling <laughs> with reality. I don't believe it. Do, do it again. No, no, man, no, no. Do it no. again. Let's just play that. We play that game ten times, man. We beat them nine more. Uh-huh. Mm, no, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't believe that it. Was, do it again. I, I dare you are, do that again. Yeah, you are who we thought you were. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, how did he come to that conclusion? I, I'd love to know that. Uh, uh, pride. I think that is pride cometh before the fall. Mm. Uh I, I can't argue with any of that. Um, I was aware of his comments and, and whatnot after the uh, after the game, but I, I didn't dig into him and see exactly what he said. I, I just knew that he was indignant. downplaying or, or denying the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was indignant. I think <laughs> denying the dominance of the Forty ers So yeah, well you know. Well, when, you know, when you're as great as Micah Parsons is and you're used to dominating everybody, uh, I guess you can't handle it when somebody's dominating you. But, yeah, he he wasn't there. Uh, you know, the, the rest of the team wasn't there. Everybody yeah. was absent against the 49ers. Yeah, there's just no introspection there. It's like, no, no, we're great. You don't see it. We are amazing. We're just as good as those guys who just beat us by 32 points and completely embarrassed us and dog-walked us up and down the field. We're better than those guys, man. You just don't see it. No, 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 no. We saw it. You didn't see it. No, yeah. <laughs> we all saw it, Micah. You didn't. You're the one that did This is not a we problem. This is a mm-hmm. you problem, Micah Parsons. Uh, indeed. Uh, since I gave my struggling, that means you have to give your... Uh, what the fuck's going on with David and Joku, man? Uh, the fireman. Dude goes, tries to light a bonfire in his house, goes full dark man. Uh, <laughs> if you're familiar with that comic book reference, or Two-Face, if you know, if you want to go a little Batman... Yeah. Uh, yeah. shows up to the game wearing, like, the Darkman mask almost. Um, but then we find out why when he posts pictures online of his burnt-up face and played like that. Mm. Uh, I mean, you're either the, the greatest player of all time or the craziest person I've ever seen because he had patches of his face that were missing. Like, Ooh. that. And he, yeah, just just gone. You haven't seen these pictures? Thankfully, no. Oh yeah, he posted pictures of his burnt up face. It was oh, it was wow. as bad as you'd expect it. You know, it's like Dark Knight Two Face. Not that bad, but um, <laughs> it was it was not good. And just to know that you showed up to a football game like that with open burns and sores all over your face, and you played. Uh, okay. 
I don't know what what award you get for that, but I can tell you what award you would get for that. <laughs> you get the Danielle Award for that. Yeah, thankfully I missed all of that. I, I just I knew about the uh, the incident. I didn't know that he went to to Twitter or social media and yeah. decided to let the oh, world see. It's all out extent. there for you to see. You can see like the whole like sections of his face just burnt completely off. Like he's white on half of his face, <laughs> oh, like his skin burned dude. away. Uh, not, yeah, Lord. and he played, and he played like that. He played football, like a I'm good, coach. sport. I'm good. Let me so, coach. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, stay away from fire. JPP and, and <laughs> David, dude, stop. Don't play with fire, kids. <laughs> stay away from fireworks and stay away from pits. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, I, I I didn't know uh, all about that, but yeah, and stay, not only stay away from that, but please don't share that on social media. Who do you think wants to see that? I ugh. I can't unsee it. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I didn't see it, and hopefully I I, I will not. See I will it. forward it to you. I'll at you. Oh, great! Thanks. Appreciate it. Ah, <sighs> uh, you would do something like that. We've kind of covered it, uh, so I don't have to go on too long about it. But how does the Cowboys manage to look so great and so shitty from game to game? I just don't understand that same thing. It's this season, man. (laughs) You just described half the teams in the league. Yeah, pretty much. But especially them, that, that same team that did the Jets like that, that one game, and then came back against yeah. the Niners and did that. That's the same team. No, man, you That's are the, the same problem. Team. You are the problem because they're just that good and you don't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, they were that good a week ago. They uh, were. I, they were my best of the week two weeks after the, the season because they looked that good. Yeah. Um, so the Niners did the same thing that the Lions did, the, the, the pretty double reverse flea flicker. Uh, to the tight yeah. end for a touchdown, did the exact same play on yeah. Sunday night against uh, the Cowboys. Uh, they had all the answers, and the Cowboys had none. Um, and <laughs> one play specifically that actually my uh, partner Christian from uh, uh, doing the uh, the Tigers game uh, yesterday that he brought up, and I said I was going to bring this up in my podcast, and he brought it up first. That sequence where Brock Purdy hit that gorgeous 40-yard pass to Brandon Ayuk that was erased by a holding penalty. So he comes right back the very next play and hits a gorgeous 40-yard pass to Debo Samuel. It's like, I'm looking at the Cowboys like, y'all don't see these guys out here? Like, they're pretty good. You might want to play them. I don't know. I don't understand what you what you saw or what you didn't see uh, in, in scouting the 49ers, but those guys are kind of good, and you might want to cover them. Um, and, I mean, they just – uh, it was the George Kittle game. We were ta- we talked about that too. Like, whose game is going to be this time? Is it the Ayuk game? Is it the McCaskey game? No, nope, it was the George Kittle game. He scores three touchdowns. Clear sunning of the cowgirls. We we talked about that. That you you said it sounded like or felt like it was going to be a sunning and a, a message to show the Cowboys that you're not on the 49ers level. Micah Parsons didn't get the message. I don't understand this team at all. There's a lot of heckle and jive teams. I understand that, but this team they can look so good. And they can look so bad at the same damn time. I don't get it. That was my what the fuck. Because I'm like, what the this this team that dominated the Jets and then they look like this? Oh, <sighs> I, I don't I don't know. I, but you're right. I did describe like 20 teams in the NFL right now. Like, how can you look so good and then look so bad? I, I don't I don't understand. Man, all right. 
Let's take some games. On, on to the rest of the games <laughs> in much less detail. And even less detail than that? Okay. Sounds good. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Again, you can find our Thursday night picks on the blog, Thursday Before the Game, which you will find that I already took care of my lock of the week with the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10 and a half, and they blow out the Denver Broncos by the score of 19 to 8. <laughs> so that takes care of my lock, and I'm so happy for that. Hey, I, I got out the week to a good start. I don't know what the rest of the picks going to be, but at least I won't be 0-15. Uh, two teams I'm by this week, the Steelers and the Packers, and that leaves us 14 more games to pick starting tomorrow morning. Yeah, we're back in England again, a third straight London game, this time not involving the Jaguars. It'll be the Ravens and the Titans. I think the Titans are the home team. Doesn't really matter. They're both road teams as far as I'm concerned. Ravens are 3-2. and two, Titans are 2-3. and three. Uh, Titans will once again not have wide receiver Traylon Burks with his knee injury. Uh, Ravens are still the big favorite coming off of that disappointing outing last week. They are giving five and a half versus the Titans. Yeah, all I had to do to look at this game was follow my trajectory on on the Tennessee Titans so far this year. And let's see. So far it's been good week, bad week, good week, bad week. Last week was, oh, bad week. <laughs> so I'll take the Titans to win. It's I'm not kidding. Heckle and Jide, Tennessee <laughs> Titans. They go from looking amazing, they, they blow out the Bengals, and then what do they do? They follow that up by losing to the Colts and getting run all over, which you cannot do to Tennessee. They, they made Zach Moss look like – they made him look like Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> and now they can uh, follow so, that up, and this week they'll look great. 
So they're guaranteed to go either nine and eight or eight and nine because they're just going to go up, down, up, down. I I have boy, if you just go, they're like a metronome right now. <laughs> back and forth and back and forth. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good week. Well, there you go. The the less thought put into it, the better. Maybe that's uh, the, that's the uh, less detail that you come to. to hey, it worked for me last week. That's what you come here to listen for, folks. Uh, for me, uh, I didn't go into all that much more detail than that, but I, I figure Ravens can't have another drop fest like that. Uh, the Titans will absolutely beat them if they do. Um, but I'm going to bet on them not doing that crap again. Uh, Titans terrible pass coverage should give it away. If Lamar can take advantage, uh, which it looked like he was taking advantage last week. He was just getting a lot of drops from his subpar receiving core. Uh, but I'll, I trust them, I guess, uh, to, to keep their hands around the ball this time and, and beat the uh, the Titans by a touchdown. Uh, I, I think they're pretty much the better team uh, by a lot over Tennessee. The Titans are, are definitely struggling, uh, unless they're not, right? <laughs> Maybe is, you said this is the week they won't be. So I, this, is, this is a good week. I'll take the Ravens. I don't feel all that great about it, but uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow morning. Uh Back to stateside, back to America for the rest of the Sunday afternoon games. The uh, team, Manderskins, uh, visit your favorite team down in Atlanta. Uh, Washington is 2-3. and three. Atlanta is 3-2. and two. Uh, Talk about uh, these two quarterbacks. What I don't know what to make of these two guys either. So uh, Desmond Ritter uh, getting the whole Sam Howell, who in the world comes out on top in this one. Uh, Falcons are the slight favorite. They are uh, minus one and a half hosting the commanders. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Falcons probably should be the favorite here. They've been good at home, right? Hey, Desmond Ritter does not lose at home. 3-0, and baby. 3-0 and 25-0 and in his college career. Oh, wow. Okay. He's never lost a game at home. Uh, last week looked pretty good. I mean, he did a lot of, a lot of distribution of the ball, nothing really deep, but it was efficient. They get that they love these razor thin margin games, don't they? They cover that one and a half last week, winning by two. Um, <laughs> but it, it, let's we'll see if they have the smarts that Matt Eberflus had. Oh, um, mm. and actually try to air this thing out. They they have the players to do it in the receiving core, but do they have the player to do it under center? And that's what we're going to find out. I think they're better offensively than Washington. I definitely think they're better defensively. Their defensive metrics are just fine. Uh, they held down a Houston team that was actually rolling pretty good uh, and, and and did enough in that game to keep that thing close so that Ritter could win it late. I'm going to take Atlanta here, stay undefeated at home. They are surprisingly uh, better defensively than I would have thought they uh, they would be. Um yeah, Atlanta by two or one for uh Yeah, which I, one's it gonna be? Yeah, right, you, get cute? you wanna get cute? Uh <laughs> Atlanta by one? So I'll take Washington? No, I I don't have Atlanta winning by one. Uh it's just a battle of QBs. I don't I don't trust either one of them to kill an ant by stepping on it. Like they could fuck that up, but they can also have very decent games like they did last week. They can both have shockingly good games, or they can both go under fifty percent passing. I don't know. Um, 
believe me, I have no confidence. I have no clue why I'm going one way or the other, but I'm going to go against you again and take uh, Washington because, I don't know, they've had more rest. They had 10 days to come off of that Bears game. I, maybe that will be the difference. I have no idea. I, I have no confidence in that game at all. But I will take Washington. Uh, so this is starting off like uh, the opposite of the that week that we agreed on everything. We're disagreeing on everything uh, so far. Uh, Minnesota and Chicago, uh, two teams who are both one and four. We'll see how we feel about this one. Uh, big injury news for this one, of course. Uh, Justin Jefferson is not him, uh, not anymore, not for the the next four to six weeks uh, with his hamstring injury. He will be. Uh, unavailable to the Vikings, he's on injured reserve. The Bears have serious running back issues. Uh, Khalil Herbert messed up his ankle. He's on injured reserve. Roshan Johnson is dumplings. He can't play. Uh, Deontay Foreman looks like he's going to be the guy at running back because they have no other choices. They ran out of options. So that's where the Bears stand. Uh, with all of that, the Vikings are still the favorite. They laid three points in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, interesting line. Uh, they're both awful uh, record-wise, uh, both one-win teams. Minnesota has not been very good. I mean, we're getting all the tanking for Caleb talk about Minnesota, and they're going to trade Kirk Cousins. And then on the other side, you got the Bears who win their first game out of their last 15. And <laughs> now it's like, oh, just the fields, they're great. Uh, wait a minute, weren't, we, weren't they just – wasn't everybody claiming for Tyson Badgent a couple of weeks ago? And it's Justin Fields – bombs out for uh, a couple of games in a row here and uh you know it, and all is right with the world i'm still going to go with the bears here they, they seem to have more going offensively right now for them uh they've they've unlocked this thing with dj more like hey this guy we traded away that that pick for hey he's actually pretty good let's use him justin fields as you said uh six touchdowns over the last two first halves uh he's looked great in the last couple of games, other than that, you know, mini collapse, I guess that he had against Denver uh, in the previous game where the whole team fell apart, but he's looked good, legitimately good the last two weeks. It took him a while to round into shape last season. And then he had that mid season stretch where he was excellent. He's doing it with his arm this season so far where he's looked good and not had to have used his legs. So if they get that all figured out, Hey, maybe maybe they're okay. And I think against a team like the Vikings, who are in a, in a load of distress right now, I'll take the home dog Bears. That's right. Put some respect on that man's name. Like I said, first quarterback ever. To have ever. Three touchdowns in the first half, two games in a row. That guy. That's a yeah. very, very random stat. It's not as random as some others. Um, it is kind of random, right. I'll admit. But it's not like the NBA. First guy to have... 10 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 5 blocks in the half. Those are some random assets. Not quite that. Uh, nonetheless, it's, it is still uh, indicative of him having maybe another turnaround uh, late in the season because that guy could not have done that the first few weeks of the year. That was not nope. the same quarterback at all. He was atrocious. Uh, they're 2-0 yeah. without Chase Claypool. No, no, they're 1-0 now without Chase Claypool. <laughs> That's right. That, that was the whole key, getting rid of him. Um, and I'm going to concur with you. The Vikings defense will give Justin Fields a chance to keep playing well, uh, coaching notwithstanding. Uh, I, I don't, I still don't trust Luke Getze, but uh, it has been much better the last two games. Uh, Vikings fortunes from last year completely turned around. All those close games they were winning, now they're losing them all, and now they lose Justin Jefferson. That's a bridge yeah. too far for me, so I'm going to 
concur and take the Bears. Uh, Seattle and Cincinnati, uh, Seahawks are three and one coming off the bye, and the Bengals are two and three, and good luck what to make of them because I have no idea coming off of last week. Uh, Seahawks, uh, will Jamal Adams stay on the field this time? I think they're going to try to get him back out there. He tried to come back from his knee injury, lasted about five seconds and got concussed. Uh, so I think he's cleared that and he'll be back on the field for the Seahawks tomorrow. Uh, the Bengals will possibly get T Higgins out there after he, uh, cracked a rib and missed the game last week. Uh, Bengals are now the favorites because of that great performance last week. Uh, they are the actual cop-out line three-point home favorites against the Seahawks. It smells a, smells like a whole lot of pushy, but I'm mm. going here with trust. And I've got trust in the Seahawks coming off of the bye. They're a healthier team. Uh, you know, their defense has been getting after it. I mean, hell, last last time we saw the Seahawks, they had 11 sacks. Um <laughs> Well, that was the Giants. Now, you do not want to have a leaky offensive line, and I Mm. believe that the Bengals do. Um, So if they can get after Joe Burrow, uh, they can make his life hell, and they're rested offensively. Uh, You know, we'll see if Jamal Adams comes back. He he was dumplings. He was trying to beat up the doctor. Right. You know. Um, But he's had uh, two weeks now. I'm like I said, I saw what we all saw what we saw last week with Cincinnati, and that's great. And they're back, and Joe Burrow's back. They beat up Arizona, Seattle. A little bit of a step up in class here. Tougher team. Um, Gino, oh God, Gino Smith, right? And those guys, uh, they can get it done. It's Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, not good against the run. It's gonna be a Kenneth Walker kind of game. Um, strictly on trust alone, I'm taking the Seahawks. How is that not the biggest indictment of this season that you cite the word trust in this matchup and immediately pivot to Geno Smith? Yeah. That's who you trust over Joe Burrow. Oh God. This is that kind of year. It's that kind of season. And it makes Um, sense because it's that kind of year. It does. Uh, You brought up uh, pretty much all the points I was going to bring up. We saw what the uh, Hawks did to the Giants' offensive line. Can Cincinnati do any better? Eh, That's uh, definitely always a question mark for them. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to concur. Prove it again, Joe. Yeah, you have exactly got the same thing I should have just said. Let's just see that again. I got, I got, I got to see that one more time. (laughs) Fool me once, shame (laughs) on you. Fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. Won't get fooled again. All right. We don't have that cut. We need that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sure it's out there. Uh, yeah, Joe was just so god-awful before uh, he just let out a primal scream and cut loose last week. Uh, great. Again, great for the league. Keep it up. Let's yeah, see do encore. It. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he can't do it again unless I pick against him again. I'm not going to lock against him because my lock you is can't, finished, you can't uh, finished for the week. lock in one week. Yeah, no. You already have your lock. You tried that once. It did not yeah. work. <laughs> Just keep locking until I catch up. Or... We're tied right, right well, now. now I... <laughs> You're a half a game. You're half a game up in the locks right now. That's right. But I want I want three locks this week so I can pull ahead for, for good and, and go Put up three. Away. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I'm bad. Uh, what happened? <laughs> so we're, we're both going to take the Seahawks and trust Geno Smith. Boy, that is... Okay, moving on. Uh, the 49ers visit the Cleveland Browns. West Coast going out east. 
the perfect 5-0 49ers looking very impressive. The very imperfect 2-2 two two Cleveland Browns uh, with all sorts of issues. Uh, most importantly, their starting quarterback doesn't seem to want to play football anymore, which you can do. I, I don't know. A, I, I have, don't have you know a read on this one yet. This is weird. When, when you have a fully guaranteed contract, this is the shit you can do. You can say, you know what? I have a hangnail. I'm not playing football yeah. today. I don't feel like it. And what are you going to do? You're going to cut me? <laughs> I can't do that because my contract is fully guaranteed. So this, this, this is what happens. This is the type of shit that happens when you do that. Uh, Deshaun Watson with some sort of rotator cuff situation still doesn't feel right. The team doctors, I guess, cleared him, and he said, nah, I still don't feel it. Still don't feel doctor, good. So I'm not going to play. He went and saw Dr. Lamar, MD. He got his second consultation from Dr. Lamar Jackson, MD, who told him, hey, you don't have to play if you don't feel right. So just say, <laughs> I, I don't feel like it. Uh, instead of going, turning a, to. Just uh, say you have a grade three something. <laughs> a grade three sprain, which felt like it would be jeopardy of turning into a grade four strain if I played or something. Don't think yeah. they have grade four. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar was was con- convinced that they had uh, different strings uh. and everything else. Uh, they will not try to turn to Dorian Thompson Robinson again for uh, for relief of Deshaun Watson because that didn't work out at all the last time. So now it looks like they're going to go to former Panthers quarterback PJ Walker as the starter for the Browns tomorrow, which. Uh, me being a wrestling fan, I can always tie wrestling into everything. So shout out to the great ECW former champion, Justin Credible, who, when he came through Memphis uh, many, many years ago, 30 years ago, his wrestling name in the Memphis territory was actually, no shit, P.J. Walker. So there you go. It all ties together. After all of that, the Niners are the big favorite, minus nine and a half at the Browns. This number just keeps going. Wait till tomorrow before kickoff. This might be 11 be or 12. Uh, we have an old adage here at, at IMLD. Yeah. You cannot cover 10 <laughs> if you can't score 10. And I mean that for the Browns. Yeah. They might not score. I, I was fully prepared to think that this was going to be a trap-type game, a very trappish feeling game with San Francisco having to go to play that that top defense for the Browns. But the Browns aren't going to be able to cover a 10-point spread because they're not going to score at all. And Ooh. the Niners might win this game 10 to nothing. So I'm going to take <laughs> the Niners. I'm going to give the 9.5. This just does not feel like enough at all because – what are you going to get from this Browns team? Like the run, their top running back is down. They have no quarterback. Their pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> and well, the tight ends are burning their skins off. I'm gonna, yes, <laughs> I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Niners here and, and give the nine and a half. Uh, there might be a little rain in the forecast. This might be one of those sloppy, uh, dreary type deals. So. Uh, I don't know about the nine and a half. I do like the under a lot. I don't know if uh, either team's going to get to a whole lot of points because the Niners' offense might get bogged down. Uh, if, if, the, if it's not the weather, it's the actual quality of opponent. Miles Garrett and the Browns uh, might have something uh, for San Francisco. They're not going to be undefeated. The Niners aren't going seventeen and zero. I, I don't think. Uh, I, so I'm yeah. I'm, a, I'm just afraid of a low-scoring, rainy, depressing game. And the Browns' D has been. Pretty great. 
uh, the Niners can top anyone. I understand that, but uh, I think it's a smart play to go to PJ instead of Dorian Thompson Robinson. He was terrible. I know PJ isn't very good either, but uh, just because of that smart decision and the weather and the defense, I'm, I'm going to take the points and, and take the Browns okay. and the nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> Uh, speaking of possible blowouts, here's the biggest spread, of, well, tied for the biggest spread of the week. Uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Miami Dolphins. The Panthers are 0-5, the Dolphins are 4-1, and uh, and the Dolphins have basically destroyed every single team they played except for the one loss to the Bills, and the Panthers are 0-5, and they're playing like it. They have lost every game and haven't deserved to win uh, any of them. And now they won't have their starting running back, Miles Sanders. He's out tomorrow with a shoulder injury. Uh, running back uh, issues for the Dolphins as well. We just got to see the great speed of uh, Devon Achan a couple weeks ago when he debuted, and now he hurt his knee, so he's on IR. Um, so that means Raheem Mostert will get to run all over the Panthers by himself with uh, maybe some help uh, from Savan Ahmed. Uh, tied for the biggest spread of the week, Panthers plus 14 and a half at the Dolphins. It's not enough. I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, I think that the Dolphins' best defense is their offense because they're just they're putting they put so much pressure on you to have to score with them that when you're bad like the Panthers and Bryce Young have been so far, he's just going to play himself into bad mistakes. So. This is a case where you can even get away playing eh offense, defense, I mean, because your offense is just going to go out there and roll up everybody, and they can't hang with you. You have to be a team like the Bills, who's not intimidated by that Dolphins offense to be able to go toe-for-toe with them. The Panthers, they ain't that team, so I'm going to take the Dolphins' squish. Yeah, everything you just said um, should be fugly. Really should. I have nothing else to add. Let's move on. Oh, okay. Uh, Colts and Jaguars. Indianapolis at three and two, and so is Jacksonville. The Jags are no longer the London Jaguars. They are back home in actual Jacksonville. Uh, for the Colts, we know what's happening at quarterback for them. It's going to be Minshew mania for the next month or so. Is uh, uh, Richardson? Uh, is his name AJ? It's either Anthony rookies, Richardson. Who is AJ Anthony. Richardson? Uh, Anthony Richardson. The made-up guy in Madden 04? Or a wrestler I made up in, in my play league? I, something, I don't know. <laughs> it's late and I'm full. Uh, Anthony Richardson messed up his shoulder last week. So he, he he messes up something. every. This is like this third injury already. The season just started. He's already uh, on his like, third injury. Uh, he messed up his shoulder. He's, gonna, he's on IR, so he's going to miss the next month. Uh, so Gardner Minshew will be the man under center for the Colts going forward. Uh, their defense gets some help. Uh, Darius Leonard and Quiddy Pay are expected back for the Colts. Uh, for the Jags, they will not have their receivers, Zay Jones, again with his knee injury. Uh, they are still the home favorites. Jags are minus three and a half hosting the Colts. Well, I I don't hate the, you know, Minshew mania aspect of this game. I mean, I think he gives that offense some stability, obviously, a little bit more veteran presence. He's been around a while. Richardson was making nice plays with his legs. He was keeping them in games. He had that one nice comeback that fell flat against the Rams. But with, with Minshew, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? You're going to get 
more solid passing, more you know, more targets to the receivers. Uh, they've got the nice, you'd think, running back tandem going here. I think Taylor gets worked in more, makes Zach Moss. Even though he's had these great games, uh, he'll eventually you know, be phased into a lower role because you did not just give all that money to Jonathan Taylor for him to be a backup running back. So I like where things are for the Colts. I don't think all is lost with Richardson being hurt. Oh, but I'm still taking the Jaguars here. They're, they're clearly the, the better team. Uh, they get that benefit now. They just get to come back from London. But getting to spend the two weeks there, I think, ends up, again, being a big benefit for them. Now they're back home in a comfortable spot against a team that's kind of up and down. Uh, they've got, they're coming back off of that nice win. Uh, they need to sort of reassert their dominance over this division if they want to win it, as you think they will. Um, I'm going to take the Jags and, and give the three and a hook. Well, I think the Jags are glad to see Minshew instead of uh, Anthony Richardson. They couldn't lay a finger on Richardson that first game of the season. Oh. Um, the Colts were beating them up pretty good until the second half, and then the Jags rallied back and won by 10. Uh, you know, So they had to right the ship. Um, I, I, they're back from two weeks in England. Do they have a body clock adjustment situation to that? That's an, that's almost another experiment. How do the Jaguars fare the very first week after coming back from two weeks playing in Europe? They didn't get their bye week this week either. Um, so that was a little strange. Uh, I don't know if they requested that or if that's what the league gave to them. I'm going to take the Colts. I don't think the Jags are that great. That They, they haven't been playing that great um, despite beating Buffalo last week. Uh, I don't think they're that great of a super team to just come back from two weeks in, in another continent and come right back and start playing NFL football. I think the Colts will have something for them and, and, and spring the upsets. Uh, from there, we go to New, uh, New Orleans uh, and Houston, the Saints and the Texans, New Orleans at three and two, the Texans at two and three. Uh, Saints will not have their tight end, Juwan Johnson, with a calf injury. The Texans will not have their talented receiver Tank Dell, who went dumplings. Uh, in this one, the Saints are the very slight road favorite. They lay one and a half at Houston. As impressive as I've been, uh, as, as impressive as I've been, as impressive as C.J. Stroud has been so far, I got to see a lot of him last week. That game featured very prominently being one of the closer games on Red Zone last week. That Atlanta-Houston uh, game got a lot of play in that early window, also because it was a small early window. There just weren't that many games. I mean, there were only six games, and a lot of those weren't close. So I got to see a lot of C.J. Stroud. And I can tell you, with all the they talk about all these records that he's setting, uh, sometimes to set these non-interception records, you require a lot of luck. And I saw a lot of luck from C.J. Stroud. I saw tip balls that were falling just out of the reach of defenders, he threw a pick to Jesse Bates that was right in his hands and just, just fell out. So oh, wow. it's great. It, I mean, right to him, right to him. And, huh. you know, he just dropped it, right? That's why he's a DB. Um, yeah. If he could catch, he'd play a wide receiver. And the luck runs out this week. New Orleans, good defense. He's good on the back end. I think at some point what you've been doing isn't going to keep working. And as impressive as he's been, he's missing one of his best weapons. The guy he seems to have a ton of rapport with and tank Dell. They really don't run the football. I think the saints are going to be able to kind of like lay back, force them into some mistakes. I've just got that weird feeling that this is that first game 
where C.J. Stroud looks like a rookie. So I'm going to take the, the Saints to win. Yeah, the world ain't right, man. When the when the Texans are guaranteed to give New Orleans a tougher fight than the Patriots, because that should never be the case. But <laughs> and it's going that's to happen. Absolutely- that is absolutely the case. The Texans are going to put up way bigger of a fight than the than the Patriots did. Um, so, I, yeah, the question, I think, is can uh, Dennis Allen's D solve the C.J. Stroud problem? And, yeah, they, they're not going to drop interceptions right in their hands, I don't think. Uh, they got to pressure the kid. I think that's the big key is they're going to get in there and, and run some stuff, some blitzes and, and some pressure yeah. schemes that maybe he something hasn't he has, seen. Something, something, something he hasn't seen yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I trust uh, Dennis Allen to scheme some stuff up and, and uh, force him into some mistakes. So I concur with you. Uh, I'll take the Saints. I'll concur that they're, that he's not going to uh, become the first quarterback to start his career with five straight, six straight uh, games without a, an INT. I, I think we both uh, see some right. luck uh, running out for, for Stroud I in that. See, I could see multiple INTs in this game because once you break the seal, it's on. It's go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the floodgates. That's right. And like Very I said, good. Atlanta did a really good job clamping him down last week for the most part. They held that team in check more than a lot of other teams had so far. And they were, like I said, there were tip balls at the line that were, I mean, you were talking about the DBs or these linebackers are diving for these. And they're just like a, like six inches away, you know, from right. being cradled. And then the one he threw to base, base just jumped this route perfectly. And that's what he does. He's a, you know, all pro safety mm-hmm. and just, boop. <laughs> just <laughs> bam, stone hands. So there you go. That was uh, very prominent last night in the uh, Memphis game that I was at. They were both teams, both quarterbacks threw balls that should have been pick sixes, except the cornerbacks just dropped it. So yeah, uh, it, it happens. Like you said, that's why they're cornerbacks and not receivers. Uh, let's move on to late afternoon action. Uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, coach going out to Vegas and taking on his protege, the New England Patriots and the Las Vegas Raiders. The poor sad sack Pats are one and four, and I don't know where how they got that win either. I don't know how they're they they should be zero and five for sure. They they are playing like an zero and five team, uh, and Vegas at two and three. Uh, New England already doesn't use uh, Juju Smith Schuster uh, in their wide receiver rotation. Uh, but he won't even play. He's out with dumplings. Um, and also Matthew Judon, the, the edge rusher, is out with an elbow injury. So things just getting worse and worse, possibly for the Pats. Uh, they are the underdogs. Uh, cop out line, New England plus three at Las Vegas. I don't even think – I think this is just a cop out line out of respect to GOAT coach. Because what have you seen Mm-mm. that if this was just brand X team, you know – with what their body of work has been, and they weren't the Patriots, and they weren't goat coach, and they were going to Vegas in this spot and, and only getting three. Uh, no. I'm taking the Raiders. The it, it is a steaming pile of just garbage right now. Tire, fire, dumpster, whatever you want to call it going on right now with the Patriots. Their offense is bad. Their defense is really bad. And one thing the, the the Raiders can do, and Jimmy G can do, is he can find himself a whole lot of Devontae Adams and a whole lot of Jacoby Myers. I think he trusts Jacoby Myers. Like, that's his guy right now. Um, ironically, the guy for the 
Patriots last year who threw the touchdown to Chandler Jones in that wild finish was Jacoby <laughs> Myers. So now he gets to beat the now he gets to beat the Patriots twice and only once is he playing for the other team. I'm going to take the the Raiders. Yeah, what what have I seen to trust the Patriot? Nothing, not not a thing. But that's exactly what I said last week about the Bengals. What have I seen Uh-oh. to trust? Them? So how the hell do I know? I don't know. Oh, this damn season. Uh, yeah, this, but yeah, this kind of feels like uh, stage three of, of the Belichick fall from grace, getting destroyed by Boy Wonder, his former protege, and and Janine Garoppolo is his former quarterback. Uh, yeah, too bad Chandler Jones isn't there, right? <laughs> that would tie things yeah. up perfectly, but the, the Raiders have already gotten rid of him. Um, yeah, I, I concur. I'll take the, the Raiders and give the three. I don't I don't know where the Patriots are getting any kind of uh, – because it's not like they can do what the Bengals do. They can't uh, – Mac Jones can't turn into uh, Joe Burrow on his best day, and none no. of his receivers can turn into Jamar Chase on their best day. So that can't happen, right? Right? Am I, is it making sense? Does it sound like I'm making sense? Well, and if you they do tell, get wide open, then Marcus Peters is going to grab him by the horse collar and drag him to the turf. Yank him down and break their leg, yes. Um, I'm I'm just – I'm having an, uh, a crisis right now trying to figure these things out. I'm pulling my hair out trying to figure out some of these picks. So, And I don't like that I'm disagreeing with a lot of uh, your picks because that that's, doesn't bode well for me. But on that one, we agree. Uh, moving on to the Cardinals, uh, the aforementioned Cardinals, and the uh, Rams. The Cards are now one and four. The Rams at two and three, uh, but they're both plucky. Uh, cards will uh, have to go without Baby Terminator James Conner. Their running back uh, busted up his knee. He's on injured reserve, so Imari DiMercato, uh, among others, will step in at running back for the Cards. Uh, they are understandably the dogs. They are plus seven at the Rams. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Cardinals again. I guess we're gonna go down with this ship. Uh, no, they, they they do have a lot of fight. The Rams have been they're I uh, it's just not I haven't seen enough from the Rams to to take them in it. In what could be a it's a it's a tough division matchup. You know these teams they know each other. Arizona has still not gotten the memo. Yes, they got their doors blown off by the resurgent Undertaker Joe Burrow effort, but I don't know if that's going to necessarily, you know, matter so much against the Rams, who've been, the, yeah, they've been the league definition of mediocre so far this season. So I'm just going to go ahead and just pair points play here, take Arizona to keep this close. And I'm just going to go ahead and purely say that the Rams will win and cover just because it feels like the grindy, scrappy card story is winding down. Like they gave it all they had the first month and pulled off the huge upset of the cards and showed everybody that they got fight and they're not tanking. The organization's tanking, but the players aren't. And then the Bengals just come in and blow their doors off. So it it just kind of feels like it's okay. That was cute. Now they're going to go back to being what they're supposed to be. So for, for that reason, I'll take the uh, the Rams and give it the seven points. Uh, on to the Eagles and the Jets. Philadelphia, a perfect 5-0, and oh, and the Jets are 2-3. and three. Uh, Eagles have uh, defensive issues, though. Uh, Jalen Carter's out with a leg injury. Darius Slade, big play Slade, the cornerback, is out with a knee injury. 
Uh, so they'll be a little shorthanded uh, defensively. The Jets, however, came up today. They're going to be shorthanded for sure. Uh, Sauce Gardner, dumplings, he's out. Uh, the other starting cornerback, DJ Reed, dumplings, he's out. So uh, definitely some defensive deficiencies for both teams. Uh, with that, the Eagles are still the big favorites. They are laying six and a half at the Jets. Yeah, with a full-strength defense, I'd be so much more inclined to take the Jets here, especially knowing that they've got to try to track down uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and then Dallas Goddard. And it's like you don't have, like, you know, your top two corners. That's just going to make things a whole heck of a lot easier for this Eagles team. You do not want to make things easy for you. Almost have to play, like if you're playing the Niners, these are the top two teams in the NFC. You've got to play flawless football for the most part if you want to have a chance, especially when you're as behind the eight ball as they are offensively. And They've had a couple of nice-looking spots. They've played exceptionally well at home. They've risen up to the challenge playing these top teams, right? They gave the Bills all they could handle. They gave the Chiefs all they could handle. But they did that with their defense intact. The Eagles mm-hmm. will just come in and push you all over the field. They do not mind playing bully ball. I think the Eagles go in there, grind it out, bully up and down the field, and uh, a touchdown win covers. So I'll take the Eagles. Yep, and again, uh, yet another game that would be a great tussle if the Jets only had a QB on the other side who could yeah. uh, match up with, with Jalen Hurts, they would have a shot. But Jalen Hurts versus Zach Wilson is completely no contest. Uh, and the Eagles offense having no, uh, I won't say no resistance, but having a lot less resistance in the defensive secondary without the great cover corner, Sauce Gardner, and the other starter, DJ Ree. Yeah, uh Brown and, and Devontae Smith should romp. Uh, they should go up and down and have a field day. So uh, I will concur and take the Eagles uh, and give the six and a half. Uh, if they if the Jets make Jalen Hurts play like Project and Mahomes and Russ uh, have played against them, yeah, they would absolutely have a shot because all those quarterbacks look like what? They, they have plays in times in those games where like, what are you doing out there? The Jets can do that. They, they can get after you. They can absolutely make you make mistakes. But they're, they're, when you're missing your top two cornerbacks, that makes a huge difference. And Jalen Hurts is, is sort of a different animal as well. He doesn't really, uh, ever since that career resurgence last year, he doesn't really make those kinds of plays and those kind of mistakes. He did that his first couple of years in the league. But uh, starting last year and going into this year, he's a different cat, man. He, he, does, he just doesn't play uh, mistake football like that. He's, he's mistake-free just like uh, Brock Purdy is, really. Um, so I will uh, concur and, and take Philly and give the points. Uh, the Lions take on the Buccaneers. Uh, the Lions at four and one is a little bit of a surprise. The Buccaneers at three and one is a big surprise, uh, and they're coming off their bye. Uh, it was looking like they were going to have an issue with Mike Evans, their top receiver, in his hamstring, but uh, Coach Todd Bowles said he's going to be a full go uh, for this game. Uh, for the Lions, of course, they have backfield issues. Jameer Gibbs is down with a hammy. Uh, Amon Rossi Brown looks like he's going to be back up from his abdominal injury, so he'll be out there for them. But Sam Laporta's if he's had a calf injury he suffered in practice this week, so definitely keep an eye out tomorrow to see if he's going to be a late inactive. Uh, Lions are the favorites on the road. They lay three at Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, this, this is a, a kind of a, I say, a sneaky good matchup. Uh, yeah. But defensive injuries. Uh, Mosley out, starting corner. Um, yep. He's down. Brian Branch, uh, who's been playing really, who played nice as, as starting safety, out. Uh, he's down. So there's defensive injuries as well. So it's it's stacking up. We're getting into the middle of the season, right? Not everybody's going to be playing at full strength. So uh, Lions coming in a little bit nicked up. Tampa Bay, other than Mike Evans, uh, seemingly healthy. Uh, they've had, I believe, they had the bye last week. Did we not see mm-hmm. Tampa last week. So coming in, rested. We get to see though. Is this does this, this did, did, did the bye? sort of end the resurgence, this Baker Mayfield thing that they had going. I don't think so. Uh, I'm actually going to take Tampa here. And uh, as the home dog, we had some home dogs this week, so I'm going to take Tampa here as the home dog to kind of have a little trap sprung for the Lions, uh, playing outside, maybe a little bit slower-paced game. Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield have had really good chemistry, so having a healthy Evans against a beat-up Detroit secondary, I think, is going to go a long way uh, towards helping Tampa Bay out in this matchup. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a compelling matchup to see who comes out on the other end. I've been uh, very surprised by the Lions and how complete they've been, kind of scary. Uh, of course, the offense uh, coming through last week without Amon Rod St. Brown, I've talked about how uh, incredible that was to see. Uh, but the defense uh, that you talked about is missing, missing some starters, but they've been uh, very good. Uh, you talk about number three in run defense this year so far. Um, 17 in pass, but they're only giving up 6.4 yards per throw. Uh, they, they've been extra strong, that defense, and I did not expect that, uh, nor obviously did I expect what they did last week. Tampa at 3-1, and one, that's a great start for them. That, that shit ends here. I'm sorry. That That's – Good for them, but uh, the Lions are going to shut that down and and take out the uh, the Buccaneers and put them where they're supposed to be. I think this is uh, I guess that's how I feel about this week. This is a week of sort of reckoning and uh, putting teams in their place, teams that are doing uh, much much better than they should be. I think this is a week uh, uh, to put some of those teams down and and make them feel you know where their spot is. This is where you're supposed to be right now. Uh, so I got the Lions for that uh, for that task. Uh, I haven't gotten to your lock yet, so I'm looking forward to seeing which one of these is going to be. Sunday night, Giants and Bills. Up, oh, I, I think I just came. You across. won't have to wait too long. <laughs> I think I just figured out what your lock's going to be. The Giants are one and four. The Bills are three and two. Strongest three and two team you've ever seen. Uh, and the Giants, uh, Danny Dimes, you sack. I guess the magic number was 555 sacks, whatever it is, because they finally put him down with a neck injury. Uh, so Tyrod gets the nod. Tyrod Taylor starting at quarterback for the Giants. They might have Saquon Barkley back from his ankle injury, maybe. They've been saying that for weeks, but we'll see. Uh, for the Bills, of course, Matt Milano on that broken leg is done for the year. Uh, Dalton Kincaid is dumpling, so watch out uh, to see if he's going to be able to be clear to make that start. Uh, this is the tie for the second biggest spread of the week, Giants, plus 14 and a half at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yep, you know it. It's the no, I'm not taking the Giants. I'm taking the Bills. Uh, coming off of a loss, we lo- got man. Yeah. How how many locks the last several years have <laughs> I won just locking up the Bills after a loss? First yeah. of all, 
is not a team that usually, if ever, hardly loses two games in a row. And what they normally do to teams after they lose a game, is it's ugly. And they're getting a Giants team that, that's just, they're hot garbage, right? Uh, Tyrod Taylor's not going to bring anything to this team that Danny Dimes uh, couldn't, you know. In fact, he's probably dead man walking back there this week because the Bills, uh, they they have that great blowout win, you know, going toe-to-toe at Miami and then piling it on in the second half. And then they go and they have this letdown in London, and now they get to come home and, oh, who do they – why does it always seem like the Bills get teams just like this after they have a loss every time? (laughs) And, you know, 80% of the time, it works every time. (laughs) So I'm taking the Bills. Uh, squish and lock of the week. Lock up that sex panther, baby. Uh, yeah, this, this should be a, a romp. That, that's about all I can add. They better romp after that that Jagsville. They yeah. better come back. Um, and they tried. I, it wasn't like they didn't try against the Jaguars. They gave everything they had. They they really when you talk about leaving it all on the field. Yeah, they really did leave it all out there and just. It was so sad to watch the end of that game where ETN is running through them like they're they're not even there. Like yeah. they're trying they're trying to tackle them, but their bodies couldn't move. They were just so locked up they're with like, lactic wait, acid. Stop. Come back. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they better uh, come back and and establish themselves after that. So I, I will concur and give the fourteen and a hook. And then Monday night is the Cowboys and the Clippers, which should be a compelling matchup. Dallas three and two. Los Angeles at two and two. Uh, Austin Eckler returns for the Chargers coming off the bye uh, from his ankle injury. Justin Herbert is continuing to play through his busted finger. Uh, Cowboys, very slight road favorites. They give one and a half at the Chargers. It's got to be the best coaching matchup of all time. It's Mike McCarthy (laughs) and Balls of Staley. Um, I'm going to give the edge here to the Clipper Chargers because I think that getting Eckler back, uh, Herbert, trying to take care of that defense of the of the Cowboys now. We, we always talk about it, light and fast, right? But no mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs, he's, he's gone. He's not coming back, so they're missing their top corner. Oh, and you've got to go out there and you've got to try to cover uh, Allen and those guys? No. Uh, I'm going to take Justin Herbert here under the lights, prime time. We don't get to see this team a lot in prime time. Unless Balls of Staley does something to completely implode here, which is very possible, um, I'm going to take the Chargers here at home uh, to to keep the the Cowboys just wondering, like, wait, we're we're better than this, we because we say so. Uh, they might be better. They they're not on the 49ers level. That is absolutely true, and that's been established. They're certainly on the Chargers level. The Chargers oh, sure. aren't in any great shakes. So uh, unless Khalil Mack wants to get another six sacks, then they won't be on their level. But I don't see that happening again. Um, it, it's Yeah, I think it's compelling. I think it's close. I'm going to land on the side of the Cowboys when you talk about these two coach, you know, coaching geniuses and two big minds. As much as I admired so a lot of the things that Brandon Staley does, some of them are batshit crazy. Some of them are insane, and I, I can see him finding a way to lose this game by going for it on fourth and twelve from uh, his own twenty-yard line late in the oh. game, or something stupid like that. I can oh, see him God. absolutely doing something like that. So it's, it should be close at the, in the fourth quarter. And yeah, right now, unfortunately, when you talk about if it's close, 
and Brandon Staley's involved, you kind of want to look at the other team and see if they, you know, you might want to go with whoever the opponent is just because of that. So I'm going to go with the, the with the Cowboys to, to come back from off of that beating that the, the 49ers put on. Uh, so we got a lot that we disagreed on. Uh, we'll, I'm going to say it's seven. Count them down, and uh, I, I'm not going to do it be able to do it before the show is off the air, but uh, we'll have more uh, when we come back in the after show. And now into the VIP after show program. I either got to seven or eight. I can't. Uh, I, I may have miscounted, so I got to go back and try. But it's it's a lot either way. Sure. Three, four, five, six. Okay, seven. It looks like seven. Uh, it was eight counting Thursday night, uh, but seven uh, the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so we half of them. Yeah. So you know that's more normal. Uh, that we think that's a lot, but that that's you know that's. You know, more That's a lot compared to the week that we disagreed what on two. Well, two <laughs> weeks ago we disagreed on two. Yeah. So, no, I, you know, I I try to get a few of these, and you know, some of the ones that we disagreed on, we strongly disagreed on, like more than yeah. we have. So that's mm-hmm. good. And some of them were definitely like, I have no idea, I have no confidence. So. Uh yeah, you know, you took Washington kind of just because. And, yes. You know that that one. Kind of like okay. Atlanta, Atlanta's guaranteed to win that one by one. One oh and no, give me, and give me the pick. <laughs> no, they have to win by two because well uh, yeah because they owe you after last week because that's what they did to yes. you last week. Exactly. Last week you had Houston and Atlanta covered one and a half by winning by two. Ugh. I've had so many games this year. It's like which really? makes up for the well didn't you have the Packers against Atlanta yes. when they had a, when they when they won by one in a one and a half one. yeah so. So and also, and also had the Packers last week when they got their wide open touchdown receiver <laughs> dragged down by his nameplate. And then they just yeah, both, both nobody deserved to win that game. That was a terrible football game. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I wish it was a a, a tie because then I would have won the pick. But anyway, yeah. But it was. Well, uh, it was destined to happen that we would start to, you know, see things differently uh, at some point. I uh, I don't know. We were very kumbaya for a, for a long time this season, so I I was wondering look where when it we were got us. Have... <laughs> well, we're both still underwater. We're, we're, you're closer to, to uh, getting your head up there than I am, but we're still drowning. So we'll see how long that continues. Uh, I I uh, I. I have such a fragile ego. I take it really personally when I put up, you know, a four and ten like that and just embarrass myself. So I, 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 and I didn't really have time to put even more extra thought into my picks this week to drive myself crazy because I had so much out, uh, that was going on. I had the uh, Tigers game yesterday. Um, today, of course, had to get out to uh, to take the wife to our anniversary dinner. Um, so. You know, couldn't really sit around and ruminate too much on on these picks, uh, and then that's after, of course, bowling uh, Wednesday night, which I do every night. 
Um, yeah. I actually had the highest game uh, in the league last week. Stra- well, I, uh, saw, scratch game. I saw that you. Uh, I saw that you posted that. I've never had the highest scratch game in the league ever for a week. That is shocking. I. I mean, it's not like it was a, you know, huge huge game. It wasn't a two seventy or anything like that. It was a two thirty eight. Uh, but I was still the best. I was like, really? Uh, oh, okay. Um, it's a good so game. It, it is. It's a very. It's one of my best games ever. It's probably my second or third highest game ever. So that's uh, stunning. Um, but to have the highest in the league was just. I, I couldn't believe I did that. So I, I don't know what to what to make of that. I don't know. Uh, you know, going forward. It, if I'm actually getting better as a bowler, my I know my average is getting better every year, uh, which kind of doesn't make sense because I'm you know going on 50 and you know, we're, we're both you know of course we're both going you know, the same age headed towards that big number. Um, so I don't know. I, I shouldn't be getting better, but it seems like I, I kind of am. But I don't exactly know why. So it's, I, I'm happy that I'm getting better. I just don't know exactly why it's happening. So it's kind of no. driving me a little crazy, but, That's but I'm enjoying I, well, it anyway. It's kind of how I felt when I went golfing this summer for the first time in years, and I had more really good shots in one round of you know nine holes, only a half a round, than I usually would string together in a full eighteen. I'm like, well, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bombing these. I'm not hitting them any harder than I was before, but it's like my accuracy is better. My putting was like maybe it's just because I'm taking it, you know, because I can't do the things that I used to be able to do, you know. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're maybe. reining it in a little bit, you know, and you're, you're becoming a little bit more technical, more crafty versus, you know, maybe, you know, like when I was younger, I was just going more for power. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking, except now this bowling alley allows you to see your miles per hour uh, sure. for your throws. Yeah, which is so crazy. Like, yeah. It's like being uh, bowling here we got now. <laughs> Uh, so I thought I was throwing it slower, you know, getting older and whatnot. And then there's times where I try to throw it slower on purpose in game and I look up and it's going faster and I'm like, huh? Mm. So I don't know. I, I guess I have maybe a little better control, but it's not cause I'm slowing down. It's not cause it's going slower because it's actually going faster, but I'm not trying to make it go faster. If that makes any sense. It just, it just, goes faster. I don't know why exactly. It's the mechanics. Uh, yeah, something with my mechanics. It is so strange. Or uh, there's the other side of that and you just had one hell of a lucky week. It could be that too. And it, you were that locked I'm just in. overthinking everything. You were just locked in, you know, and you yeah. just couldn't lose and couldn't that miss, happens I, too. Yeah, six frames in a row where I couldn't miss and that's what that's what comprised it basically was was going the third through the ninth with with strikes and why well, just I, I wish I could do that every time <laughs> basically what what it comes yeah to. like damn it why why did I do that and how come I can't do that all the time you know? yeah how can I not just replicate that you know over yeah. put that in a bottle but mm. wish I could uh, so yeah did the game yesterday that was. Uh, it was fun because I won. Cause I won my bets. It wasn't fun before that because I'm like, what? Why are you winning this game? And uh, why are the Tigers winning even though they're clearly not the best, the better team on the field? Um, so that was and they very. Ended up, they ended up not winning, right? They ended up getting beat. Yes, they were up twenty-one okay. ten after they uh, opened the third quarter with a touchdown, and then they didn't score the rest of the way. And Tulane scored oh. 
three touchdowns in a row and won 31 to 21. Oof. And you had that. I did. I I was very long on, on Tulane only because, so it was, it was accidental that I knew that Tulane uh, could handle Memphis because I don't know anything about Tigers football because I don't watch because I, you know, work Saturdays uh, until, you know, recently when uh, they changed my schedule. So I don't work Saturdays anymore, but I've worked Saturdays all these, these 12 years I've been down here in Memphis. I worked Saturday, so I didn't watch college football. So I didn't know anything about the Tigers and who they played in their conference and all of that, but completely accidental. The, uh, football people uh that uh the, the sports info solutions people when they uh hire me to to do this uh particular job to, to sit there at the games and and take the scores and put it uh not the scores but the plays and put them in 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 my phone they sent uh they send you practice uh footage they send you games from last year right and they asked you what game did you want that you could pick any game that happened last year in all of college football that you wanted. And that was your practice game this, this August before uh, you got to uh, the actual games. It's a complete accident that I was assigned last year's Memphis game at Tulane because I looked down the Memphis schedule and I saw that they had a good game at home last year where they beat Tulsa. And I specifically requested the Memphis game and I gave the date whatever date that was versus Tulsa. So I, I had everything right in the, in the uh, request that I sent them and they sent me back. Here you go. And the game they sent me was Memphis versus Tulane, not Tulane. Tulsa. Okay. Not sure how they you just get that. completely <laughs> boned that. And they sent me the game against Tulane last year. And in that game, the Tigers were losing 35 to nothing before they came back and, and made it a little closer. But in that game, Tulane completely outclassed the, the Memphis Tigers. They were not on the same level at all. They, it was very reminiscent of the Niners against the Cowboys this past Sunday night, right? So okay, so it was, it, was a, it was a sunning. It was a sunning. That's the knowledge that I took into this game when Tulane was coming in here this year against Memphis. I said, uh, I saw what the spread was. It was Tulane minus four and a half, and I said, they're much better than the Tigers and they should be a lot bigger favorite than four and a half. I'm going long on this game. I went with the spread. I went straight up. I threw – I had a lot invested in that game, and I was very long uh, Tulane. I even had, had him in some parlays. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm sitting there watching Memphis throw the ball all over the, the field, and the quarterback was, was garbage and missing everything. And, like, it, it was like a Bears game because people were standing up in the stands, multiple people yelling for them to put in the backup quarterback, right? This is what I figure it sounds like at a Bears game. I've never been to a Bears game, but I figure it's a lot of standing up and yelling for the backup to come in because that's how bad you think the <laughs> starter is. Uh, sure. So he was he was terrible, but good enough to throw a couple of long touchdowns in that 9 of 23. So he – that starter was nine of twenty-three, but he had a couple touchdowns, and the Tigers had the lead at the halftime. And I'm just looking at my partner, like, how are they winning this game? They are not on the level of two. How are they winning this game? And then, like I said, they come out in the third quarter, open the third quarter, go right down the field, and score a touchdown, and go up eleven. And I'm just sitting there shaking my head, like, this this isn't happening. This can't be happening. And it's like Tulane. It, it, it's not just that Tulane played better and and came back and took the lead. 
Memphis sort of coached and played like they knew they weren't that good. Like they knew they shouldn't be in the lead in this game. Like some of the play calls that they made uh, with the lead are, are things that you would not expect a team to do in the lead, like going forward on some fourth downs and, and having some third and shorts and trying to throw the ball um, as if they were behind and trying to catch up. Cause they knew they weren't that good. Any team worth its salt will start running and grinding it out when they have some third downs and they're winning by 11 points, they're winning by double digits. And the Tigers didn't do that because they knew. They knew they weren't on the same level. So they were trying to, like, run it up and trying to keep going through the air uh, with this terribly inaccurate quarterback uh, and, and trying to put it away, like trying to, you know, go up uh, 18 points uh, instead of just taking what's in front of you and, and, and moving the sticks and, and playing like you have the lead. They did not play or coach like they had the lead because they knew they didn't deserve to have the lead. And thankfully, they didn't do that because that allowed Tulane to come back and, and win that game. So Right. Well, that's good. It's been uh, uh, interesting to watch these college games and sort of learn about the the game and learn about the coaching and some of the like you can you can sort of tell uh, what teams are are on the same level and what teams like some of these games the teams walk in look like they they never fielded a, a it looks like the program never fielded a football team in their lives it's like the first time that they're fielding a team like uh, that Arkansas State game against Stony Brook stands out to me because Stony. Stony Brook looked so bad on the field. It looked like that was their first year running a, a, a football team out there. Um, so <laughs> that's the thing. Is some of these it, where you know there's huge mismatches to be made as far as betting these games, uh, you just got to go down the list and identify, oh, okay, that one, that school doesn't know what they're doing against that school that actually does know. So you can't make the spread big enough. Um there was one of those games today where somebody was favored by 42 points and they won 69 to nothing because you couldn't make the spread big enough. <laughs> it was that much of a mismatch. Uh, so that's just that's the key is finding those huge mismatches and, and exploiting them. And I got away with it yesterday, thankfully. Uh, not so much today, but it, it still didn't make up for, for yesterday. I, I, I had a very good day yesterday, thankfully. Um, so with all of that, I'm ready to, uh, to spread some of that uh, – Good fortune uh, to your to your uh, to your cute factors uh, next weekend when I when I see him. Yeah, that's what that's what you said. Is, well, you know, not 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 necessary, but uh, you know, you can always their bribes are always accepted. <laughs> those two. I, uh, most most any kid, I think, will, will be very happy to see cash. So I yeah, you're yes, some. You were suggesting uh, places to get gift cards, and, and I decided I didn't. Instead of going in there and going through the transaction, I just give them money. Money. <laughs> I just give them the money. And trust me, cash. The, the, the cash is always accepted too. Sure. It, it plays everywhere. You know, okay. they got their first. They got their. They, they've actually got themselves some money today because they were. Uh, my wife uh, took the kids, and they ran a table at an arts and crafts fair today, and. Uh, the kids okay. made the kid. The kids made some crafts, and Grant sold some of his Pokemon cards, and you know, made some little mystery bundles, and was selling those. I mean, you know, made like seventy-five bucks doing it. So, right. Um, you know, so he was he, he was happy of that about that. And him and I are going to be going to a card show in December, setting up a table, selling and trading, and doing some of that. So he's he's starting to get into that part of it because you know at some point I'd like for his collection to pay for itself versus sure. me pay for it. And that's a way for him to generate, you know, you know, move some of the things that you don't want 
or that you're willing to sell to make money to buy things that you do want or to get more, you know, and just keep doing it that way and let it start making some money that way. So uh, exciting for them. And Trini, you know, Trini uh, made some real bracelets and some little tic-tac-toe games. And my wife did her uh, you know, essential oil stuff and got, we got ourselves some, some vacation money. So um, they're very happy about that because, uh, you know, vacation's not cheap. Got some Corky's money. Oh, man. That's just one part of this vacation, you know. Yeah, so we'll, sure. we'll be seeing you guys a uh, week from today. Yeah. Yep. A lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Glad, uh, glad you guys are getting some cash, and I'll be giving the kitties some cash. So. It's always we'll have good the whole for round robin going. You'll give it to them. I'm going to get you. You know, you'll give you. Give you my, oh, that's uh, right. You're giving me the. Yeah, the I forgot about that. Back, and then you can just hand it to her around, hand it to them, and then be like, okay, see you guys next year. That's right. I have a lot of funds being exchanged. Then we'll figure out who's paying for the food and all of that. And, yeah. Ah, boy. Yeah. No, I, I, it, it, it's. Man, I, 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 did, I was robbed last time we were down there for some ribs so i i right. do i'm due because i was so sick when, mm-hmm. when we were stopping through there and that was oh my god a long uh, time ago six seven uh, years ago yeah because grant's nine now if you can believe that yeah and when we were down there i think you saw him he was still in his stroller i mean right. he was 18 months old because that, that mm-hmm. was when we were down there for a funeral and driving through and uh, yeah, the, the, you know, so he has no idea who you are. No, I understand that. I mean, but, in and, his and, mind, he's never met you and, you know, and with my daughter, you know, with, with cute factor one, it, it, it's barely, you know, right. The girl came up to my knee back then. Yeah. Now she's, you know, five, four. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be you'll be blown away. Uh, I know, I know. Do. So yeah, I know you see the pictures, but the pictures do not do it justice to something no. gets forgotten. So no, I'm 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 gonna try not to be embarrassing when I see it, but yeah, it's gonna be like, oh my god, you yeah. two were so little. As I, I remember the last time I saw you. When you were just yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna try not to do that. I remember, I remember holding it. We have pictures of me just holding it. Like, I, yeah, I always do that to my daughter because it's like, you know, when you were born, you fit in. Like, I could hold you like a football, you know? <laughs> I literally. can't do that now. Yeah, literally. I could hold her like a football. I have a foot pose in the, you know, yeah. the Heisman pose when she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what, what uh, show for this week coming up? Um, just. Yeah, outside of Thursday night, I'm out. <laughs> so, right. <clears throat> I don't know if we just bite the bullet and do a Thursday show. If you'd rather, I could. Just, I mean, I could hand pick. I could hand deliver my picks to you uh, on Saturday <laughs> next week. If you're gonna just fly solo Sunday morning and throw something up there, um, with just the nature of us being on the road. Now that next week, because uh, we're gonna be on our way back. Because uh, we're leaving there Friday night, and then Saturday night we're gonna. So we're gonna be either we're gonna be on the road both of those nights, Friday night, Saturday night, because um, we won't get home until sometime Sunday afternoon. Right. I'll probably be more likely 
uh, to be able to just do what I've done in the past and just, you know, we get somewhere, we're at a hotel and I, I can just call in and, and, you know, won't be like full football party. Um, I'm sure I'll still have mm-hmm. awards to give out. I mean, we can still do some, maybe if we just do like an abridged version of the, which was, I know I say that, but. <laughs> and then know. two hours later, there we yeah, still are. <laughs> yeah. You know, and my wife was like, shh, shh, people in the next room can hear you. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I'd be more likely that week after this one coming up to just do some type of a call in or something mm-hmm. from the road. Um, but it won't be as easy on the way down just because of the nature of how much we're trying to drive and we're trying to do to get down there. We might be pulling some longer evenings. Okay. Um, let's do Thursday night next week. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause we can always audible. Uh, we've always got the X Twitter. If there's something that we pick on Thursday or we're not sure about, right. Or we can, uh, contingency can pick contingencies this too. Possibly. Sure. Yep. Uh, so, so we'll set up set it up for Thursday uh, for the right. full, the, whole, the full football party, yeah, and then the, not unprecedented. So it's not like we're changing anything. Like, it's not like we've never done this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the week after that, I'll wait for you to give me the the bat signal to set it up for either Friday or Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to think, you know, because it's not just doing it to calling in to make the picks. I mean, it could be to the point where I'm calling you and making picks blind, which usually is not good for you. Right. Because I, you know, where I just go cold, <laughs> you know, you're just, be, yeah, you're just because you'll, you'll pull out a, a 12 and two with a just because I can see Cause that I'll now. have, I mean, I'll have so little preparation done when mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I won't have a whole lot. I will have my laptop. I got to remember to bring home my laptop from work so I can have my laptop with me. So at least then I can type up my stuff, you know, or have some notes or put them in my phone. So it's not that hard to do it, but I'm also on vacation all week. I don't, you know, it's, it's not going to be top of mind. No, certainly Where, understand in that. A normal week, in a normal week, I'm thinking about this stuff all week. Right, right. You know, I'm at work and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm driving to work and I'm listening to podcasts or I'm going through Twitter and I'm reading the news. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about how am I going to slot in my awards for the week. I don't have a feeling I'm going to be sitting on the beach thinking a lot about that. Of course not. <laughs> don't no, don't say it. Reminds me of the uh, Virgin Cruise a couple of years ago where I right. basically had to take like three hours one night to just kind of catch up on all the news and figure out what I was doing in the middle of the uh, of the cruise because otherwise I had no idea what was happening. Right. So that's probably where I'll be. And then tomorrow I work. So I'm going to be, I'm not going to see these next three weeks. I'm not going to see much football, you know, Um, which is where that I end up being somewhat happy that I have that NFL package through their app. So at least I can sit down and watch, you know, then I can sit on the beach under the umbrella and watch some six minute highlight packages of the games and stuff and actually try to get some flavor that way. Sure. Um, you know, or, or, you know, we're done for the night, you know, on Monday and we get in for the evening and Hey, hey look, Monday night football's on. We're on East coast time. So the game won't start until, you know, eight something. So good chance we'll be back in the hotel and I'll actually be able to sit down and watch the damn game. Yeah. I think it'll be an entertaining game. Uh, not this Monday. I don't know what the next oh, Monday is. Oh, next Monday. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I'm, that I'm, one will probably I'm, suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was tired. I was confused. I was thinking about uh, this coming Monday, which you won't be on vacation yet. Right. Uh, That'll be week seven, Monday night football. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both going to look at uh, Niners Vikings. Okay, that, that might be good too. Maybe. Might. Might. Maybe. So, yeah. So, I'm. I got to work in the morning, so I got to be up early. So I don't uh, anticipate being out here too much longer. I got to be up in six hours. Um, Pulling a little extra duty this week because, again, vacation's not cheap. Understood. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to be on, on too much longer either. I was. I did good to do what I did uh, coming off of that big dinner. <laughs> Glad I barely, I got through. I don't know how uh, coherent I was, but at least I made it. Uh, to oh, the you end. made it. Hopefully that influenced your picks, and I can. <laughs> no, I I made my picks yesterday. I got that out of the way uh, oh. early before the, before I went to the Tigers game. Uh, it's this year. It's this season. It doesn't matter when I do my picks. It's still going to be messed up. Yeah, because you'll you'll Whoever I feel think great is about a pick and then just completely get crapped on. So what, yeah, what can you whoever do? I think is actually turning it around is going to take a dirt nap. And whoever I think is, is completely out of it and should be disregarded is going to rise up and, and have a great, awesome Sunday. So that's just how it's been working. Uh, but no, I was... Uh, Laughing at your wife uh, uh, giving me the Bart Scott on Facebook talking about next weekend. She says she can't wait to see us, and I'm like, okay, can't, <laughs> can't wait. wait. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to see you guys either. So it'll be a lot of fun, and very much looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, I'll try not to embarrass the kiddos uh, when I see them, but I, I might not be able to help myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know. Like they see your picture because you know we got our we got the wedding picture up on the wall, so they see that all the time. But yeah, I, I know for like for for Grant, there's zero conscious memories <laughs> of of ever having met you, and for and for Trin, it's going to be, you know, I, I you know it's funny with the kids how much they seem to like they, they think they remember, and then you realize what they remember is just from photographs. Mm-hmm. And then how much that influences what they think is their memory of things or what the the order of events were. They don't know any of that, right, or don't have any context, but they'll remember a photograph of something. Oh, okay. And then that becomes their memory of something. It's like, no, 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 this, this, this is, you know, where it all happened, and this this happened this day, this happened this day. And, um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited um, just to – we get to Friday, because that's when it starts. Friday's our first, you know, Friday's when we hit the road. So, yeah, and then we'll be down by you guys sometime Saturday afternoon. All right. Well, before we do that, we'll be uh, having a very early week seven preview show on Thursday night. Football party. That's right. Recapping the events of week six and getting you ready very, very early uh, for week seven, which may have a lot of contingencies to it, depending on what's going on next weekend. So we'll see how all that works out. All right. Uh, unless you have anything else, I think we're we're done here. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to bed. Yep. I heard that. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening to the football party. And once again, we'll be back extremely early next week. Talking 
two or three days normally earlier than we come on uh, next Thursday night. We'll have our we'll still have our pick on Twitter Thursday uh, afternoon before the podcast goes on at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We'll still pick our Thursday game on Twitter, but then the rest of the Thursday picks will be making during the Thursday night football game. So have the football game on on your TV and keep up with that. But then audio-wise, listen to our podcast and get our picks Thursday night, recapping week six and getting you ready for week seven. Uh, Thank you all once again for listening, and we'll talk to you next Thursday night. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.